All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Art of Truth podcast, this time with video. We're actually excited to bring this to you uh, live. You can see our little studio. Sean has brought some pretty cool glass in. He's talked to me about this for a while, for actually like quite a while, like uh, kind of let me know that there's these, these, would you say glass blower? Yeah, like, they're, yeah they're glass blower. Like some of the best in the world are around town, like right here in Eugene. So Honestly, like, even though he described it to me, I mean, I don't know how well you can see this on video, but this little monkey is pretty fucking badass. <laughs> Personally, it's it's one of my favorite pieces of all time. It was made by a guy named Nico Cray, who was living out here for a couple years. He's from St. Louis. He's back in St. Louis right now. And uh, <clears throat> I caught him finishing up the tail, I believe. And the rest of it was in the kiln because it's two pieces. Yeah, look at this thing. This it's detaches. Just, oh shit! Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the joint where wow. you put your your uh, banger or your bowl in there. You know, just as and a, the head is where you you suck. So this is all functional. It's crazy because, like, just as an artist, I mean, I can tell. Like, that's like you're you're the real deal, and like it could be half as good and still be amazing. But this thing is crazy, dude. I'm you know I'm such a, a primate monkey fan. I know what a perfect thing, right? For, for oh, I freaked yeah, out. Yeah. I freaked the fuck out. Sorry, sorry for those um, audio levels, but yeah, I freaked the fuck out um, when I saw him making it. I was, I was like, I think I had a chubby and I was drooling. I, like, I, I would have bought it. I would have definitely <laughs> bought this. Well, I, yeah, I, it's exactly. I was like, uh, can I take that home today? And and he was <laughs> he was down for it, so we made it happen. So just for the listeners, what's his name again? Want to Nico check it out. Cray. N I K O. Nico Cray. Nico, you do some amazing work i am super impressed yeah and that was at the glass ranch which is over at the cornerstone glass shop which is here in eugene and um there's just a a whole group of amazing artists in that building but in the uh the corner building where this piece was made it's called the glass ranch it's also thunderdome i mean there's a lot of nice nicknames but uh, i mean cowboy and now banjos in there and so the world's yeah, it's glass blower. It's so weird to me that like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Eugene completely makes sense, but it just until you told me, I didn't realize that we had these badasses here. Well, you know you're I mean? here, dude. I mean, yeah. that's fucking funny too because people look at my art when they see my my like, tats and Eugene? shit. I know, and then so like the last three days, it's been tank top weather. Sure, so sure. I'm out 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 yeah, and about, you start and people really a lot more yeah, hitting yeah. me with compliments lately. Nice. Um, and I'm always just like, yeah, it's Joshua Carlton. Thank you, you know, for the compliment. But Joshua Carlton is, uh, one of the world's premier tattoo artists and he's right here in Eugene. So, you know, check him out, give him some props or at least try to follow him and and recognize that we have an amazing artist here. Very cool. Yeah. For Eugene being like an art town, like, you know, when I moved here, I always heard like Eugene's this art town, this art town, but then I got here and it's like, yeah, but it's like people making art with cheerios on fucking poster board you know what i mean like there's definitely some cool stuff out here but but eugene itself tends to focus much more on the like hippie side of art it goes beyond tie-dye yeah 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 yeah. so it's really nice to see this type of glass stuff or like walking into a gallery and seeing some really we have we have a really nice like uh a gallery that has these beautiful japanese paintings and stuff downtown really nice right over across the street from like off the waffle you know what i mean like really nice stuff yeah so always exciting to see you know, I was thinking about it when I was tattooing earlier today. Uh, you had sent me a photo where you were kind of clearing your yard out. You know yeah, I, mean? I didn't know you had, first of all, I didn't know you had such a big yard. That's cool. That was a small like piece of it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Did that tree just fall, did the tree just fall in your yard? No. So when we had the ice storm, <clears throat> excuse me, two, two uh, winters ago, 
the like there was a branch of this black oak mm-hmm. that fell perfectly on top of my chimney and then oh, rolled shit. off and hit the very corner of my house. Were you home when it happened? Yeah, man, I was home. And then the power was already out because uh, uh, of that ice storm, you know, is not power. Bad. That it was ice crazy. storm was bad. It was the worst ice yeah. storm, I think, that we ever had here documented. I, I had a visitor in town, and it, it, it sounded like war was going off outside of my house. Yeah, all those pops, pop, 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 yeah. pop. And so <clears throat> I heard it snap. It woke me up in bed, and I was on the opposite side of my house from where the tree actually hit my house. But I heard it snap off of the tree because it was that massive, and so it was and then within a half second later or a second later, it hit the house and it was a boom yeah, and like, it shook my whole house. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I wake up naked and I jump up, grab my gun, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. God damn it. Something hit my house. Yeah. Fuck, a tree hit my it's, house. Fuck. fuck. So I have a flashlight because there's no lights anywhere yeah. because the power had been out for yeah, like yeah. six hours already. It's four o'clock in the morning. I go out and I look, I look in, you know, my living room where I assumed the, the tree had like hit the outside of the house, you know. And it didn't wasn't like coming through my my living room ceiling, and uh, so I was like, "Well, shit, I have nothing I can do about it tonight." Yeah, Let's yeah, just I mean, what am I gonna do, dude? It looked like a lot of work, and it you know I saw you kind of been chopping it up and everything, but it, you know I was listening to a podcast last night. I was actually Rogan, but he had uh, Ben Greenfield on, and Ben is mentioning his workout regiment, and he said he built a he'd built like a uh, obstacle course in his backyard. And I, I immediately, it was like, this is fucking nuts. I have a huge backyard that I don't do anything. Cause I'm chickens in it. You know what I mean? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I immediately was like, that's some cool shit. Cause I'm a fan. I'm a fan of working out at home right now at least. But, um, so I think I'm, I'm going to get on that, man. I think I'm going to start, I mean, even if it's just like, you know, a tractor tire that I flip over, some hay bales I climb up onto some monkey bars. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll end in a zip line. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I'm going to start working on that. And I was thinking like, that'd be something cool for, I think I could see you getting into that. You know well, what I mean? we were talking about, you know, monkey bars and how like, um, I was, I think it was probably right after I was talking about hanging from the pull-up bar and yeah. how I was doing that and incorporating yeah. that into my, my daily routine and how much it was helping everything. And then I was like, man, I really wish I could find like a 13 foot tall monkey bar set, you know, oh, yeah. cause I'm so tall. Yeah. It, you know, I can touch the ground from like 10 feet or whatever. So I was, uh, but, and to have the bar spaced far enough, you know, yeah, that I, I could never, actually get yeah, like a good I never thought about that. Going. Yeah. Like it'd be completely a different experience for you. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Right. Well, a lot of things are a little <laughs> a bit more of, different yeah. when you're this long. Yeah. But, um, showers are different. <laughs> they, I talk, like, well, I would say elevators smell different to midgets. You know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I never really thought about the levels of smell, but it is usually warmer up right, where right, I, my right. head is at. So <laughs> I have that to contend with as well. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I loved monkey bars. I love fucking monkey bars, swings and climbing my on all kid sorts loves of shit. He's like, naturally really good at him too like when you want to encourage that yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah you know? i'm always telling my kid because he loves american ninja warrior oh and like, shit yeah you know like i know it'll likely never happen but as as i've been getting you know healthier i, I was like man what if one day what if one day oh I you could, oh yeah oh because like, i was thinking you know, I mean? you know elliot but not well, like i mean i probably won't but i, I fantasize about it. brother know? i love that fucking like just the fantasy yeah you know, like just that. even even like just to like try out for it and fail but just to do it like i love that show i think it's a, yeah. i think it's a great idea i think you know I, what I mean all those i mean there's what american ninja warrior there's uh 
fuck. I mean, there's a there's a couple litany different ones. of badass, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obstacle course things. Like even if I did, even shit. if I just help train my, to help train Elliot, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, well, and yeah. and just being knowing that you have like some crazy ass high aspiration to yeah. try to achieve, which is yeah. a really good goal to you know set for yourself, even if it's not really obtainable. I mean, you can no. get close. You get close to it, and you go, "God damn! Look how much I I accomplished! Yeah, look and, how much you know, stuff I did!" That's a great point because I was just tattooing, and actually, I, I even asked my client if he mind if I mentioned him. But he, you know, once I started uh, losing weight, you know, I reached. He reached out to me because he's overweight. He was asking me, you know, for pointers and what I was doing, and I'm like, you know, I can tell you what's working, what's not working, but this is new for me. But he started doing it as well, and he came in today. I haven't seen him in 30 days, and he's 15 pounds lighter. And he was telling me some things Good like that. Good for you, that, dude. Good right? for you. Yeah, I mean, if I, I mean, fuck, that's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. And I encourage him. I even hook people up. I'm like, I'll tell you what, man, you keep losing that wheat, that 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 weight. Your tattoos are gonna be a little cheaper. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. You know. Well, these are people in your circle, and that's yeah, actually that's yeah, what's up. Not everybody gets that treatment. You actually you know, care about them. You, yeah, like you want I, to see them. This succeed. guy's this guy's turning just like you. This guy turned into a good friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always kind of like, well, who would I, who would I go to a barbecue with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, got, I, you got clients, <laughs> but then you got like, you know what? I go eat dinner at this dude's house. You know yeah. what I mean? This guy's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I care about him. So it made me really happy that he's down 15 pounds because he came in and, you know, he's like, well, you know, because I'm way thinner. And I'm like, you look good too, man. I'm not just saying it. And he's like, you know, he's kind of got that only 15 pounds. And I'm like, 15 pounds, dog. <laughs> That's epic. You could be 15 dude. pounds heavier or the same, but yes. you're 15 pounds lighter. Yeah, on the the right trend. You um, know, yeah, you're on and, the right. And path, that's in bro. 30 days, so that's really. good. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's almost a little too extreme. E- exactly. So you, you gotta, and that's where we were talking about. You yes. you don't want to just dehydrate yourself right. because you're going to lose a ton of weight by just not drinking water. Right. I have uh, a thing of water right here. I, I drank two mates on my way, and I'll probably end up drinking another two quarts of water yeah. before I go to bed. Um, yeah, but I think I drink more water than I've ever drank in my life, to be honest. Because your you. body's craving yeah. it, I bet. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and the the healthier you get, the tr- more you're sweating out shit. I try to drink, you know, I've heard this my whole life, but every time I eat, I'll start out with a big glass of water just to kind of like fill me up a little bit. I love it. So me. let me let me uh let me spark something off of this because I think I've mentioned to you before, when you eat, so when you do eat, you really shouldn't drink water or really any other liquids. Some people do wine. Um, but you shouldn't have any water really 10 minutes before is, during is like and after, yeah, until after, because it will dilute your saliva and it will, um, yeah, it will lessen that digestion process because you really want that saliva to bond to the food and it's just 10 minutes. I mean, you just, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to have dinner. We're going to have dinner dinner in 10 minutes. So just try to be mindful right. of not drinking a whole glass of water or something and it's it's kind of just it's the routine that you have to get used to but once you do it you'll find that you need less food because you're actually getting better nutrition from the food that you're taking in it's amazing to me all these little things like i love that we live in this world where we can find this knowledge because i didn't know that you know what I mean? And I'm and sure I've a lot of people said it to you before. Didn't. Yeah. But know, it wasn't in your world. Yeah. You know, it's like I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. But it's just like, but you're like, bro, I like cool. water to make me feel a little fuller because yeah. I'm kind of fat, right, which right. you were. Now you're right. not. Now you need nutrition. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you need that those calories. So that's something to be mindful of. When you when you want that fucking fuel, don't go diluting yeah. it with water, bro. Yeah, because your body does the you know, this saliva thing. Your body is designed to be the perfect machine. Let it do its job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And and we have such a luxury to have as much water as we have. I mean, most people, oh, there's so many people, a high percentage in the world don't even have yeah. drinkable water, yeah. which is why 
their nutrition and their nutrition levels are horrible and all that stuff. So we're so blessed. So we, we kind of take it for granted and, oh yeah, we have water right here, right now. Well, yeah, it's awesome. And we need to recognize that that's a blessing right. and be grateful for it and treat our water sources as well as possible so that we can sustain them. But at the same time, you don't have to drink water every fucking 10 minutes right. of every fucking hour, you know? So, and you know, speaking of that too, like, you know, I was reading this article about, you know, we're just kind of conditioned to be, as soon as you feel hungry, it's, it's like an emergency and it's like, it's, it's not hunger is not an emergency. Starvation is an emergency, but just yeah. because you feel a little hungry, you know, you don't have to go for the chips. You don't have to go get, you know, that snack that's going to spike your insulin. Well, and I loved Bill Burr's take on, uh, the whole sugar and salt craving thing and how, you know, if you get down, if you start that little rabbit hole (laughs) or that, you know, indulging those cravings and you start going down that, that little path, it can really just snowball on you and you go, shit, man, I I just had a, you know, a couple chips and now I'm craving some chocolate. Now I want a fucking donut. Now I want some ice cream. And so it really does spiral into this thing where you, that's how I live my life. You know what I mean? And, you know, I never thought about insulin spikes or anything like that. So my day consisted of, you know, I'd be tattooing and my wife would show up just to see what I was doing. And I, it was, to me, that was just an extra person that could go get me the donut. You know what I mean? It's like, I wasn't even hungry. I just well, like donuts. Oh dude. You know what I'm saying? I still do. You know what I mean? And that's one of the wonderful things probably is I don't have that person in my life. Sure. Otherwise, you I would, get out would have bed. sent them out get, yeah. to go get that yeah. donut. I was thinking about sweet life today and those oh, red velvet cake. And I'm sweet like, life, yeah. I'm like, okay, I actually have to go to Sweet Life. Yeah, yeah, at least it's line. a little bit like I that's why I don't buy stuff like my house is not does not have anything like that in it because you know, I'm in control of myself, but it's so much easier if you if you got to get up and go get it. Exactly. You know I mean? But if Oreos are in the cabinet, oh, oh we shit. used to so we both follow um somebody on Instagram who loves Oreos. <clears throat> and it's funny because when she was like posting, no, I don't even like the, the single ones. I want like the double yeah. stuff. So I was yeah. like, touche. Yeah. I feel you on that. But like, why oh, even make this eat those list? fucking Oreos for us, please yeah. do it. Let us live vicariously through you and you enjoying those Oreos because I probably will never have another fucking Oreo in my life. Not for me for a while. I'm too picky about what the sweet shit. I, I will have some red velvet cake from sweet life. What's your shit, favorite? Though. What's your favorite? Like shitty, like junk. Uh, cupcakes. Like, I mean, like fuck. hostess cupcake? Like, no, 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 no. Like, like, uh, like someone made Like a proper yeah, yeah, gourmet, yeah. perfect cupcake. And I had this one that like they replaced the oil, I think the vegetable oil, with applesauce. Mm-hmm. So it made it even more moist. Oh, I bet, yeah. I've, dude, it was like heaven in my mouth. Right, right. Was, what is this <laughs> magical fucking cupcake? And she That's goes, awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah, I ate like six of them. Shit. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, when when uh, somebody brings cupcakes, I don't make cupcakes. I've looked up the recipe right. and I've thought about it and I've made them in my head right, and I've right. enjoyed them, but I've never done it. You know what I'm saying? So when it's like Friendsgiving or, yeah, yeah. you know, Nikki's birthday or some other thing where I'm and like, I think I'm, that's a good way it should be like, you know, like when it's there at the time, that's okay. Cause that's yeah. moderation. And that's you what I mean? love. Yeah. So, and then, and then you can enjoy it. You can really enjoy it. I like, really I, do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can have six fucking cupcakes yeah, and no, you haven't had I one in burnt, months. I, yeah. And I'm, it's not even going to hit my abs. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in exactly. this calorie deficit. All the yeah. time. You know, so, so do you, uh, you want to talk about what our routines have been recently? Cause I, yeah, I want to find out what you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And a lot of people have been asking for, for both of us. And you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of say real quick is, you know, I am super driven person and, um, you got to be careful with that sometimes because I did exactly what you and everybody else has warned me about recently. And I over, I overtrained. 
and I felt some, some, some pretty big complications. So just to kind of get a heads up, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, I had the day off and it's weird. I woke up and I was like, you know, I've been training every day. I'm going to take a break. And for some reason saying I'm going to take a break triggered this opposite thing in me when I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to go extra hard. So I went and immediately did three miles. And then I was like, well, I'm tired of the treadmill. And I just went for a walk, but I turned right instead of left and just never stopped. And all of a sudden I was five miles away from my house. And then I came, you know, so that was, so I did like 13 miles like kind of almost all at once you like ran away from home i did yeah nikki was like where are you at like yeah. and, I, and i'm taking a picture <laughs> of where Jesus i'm at Christ. and so when i when i came home i i looked at my phone for my steps and i had i had been throughout the day i had been actively working for seven hours almost seven hours and i was like first i was proud <clears throat> and then all of a sudden i was like i don't feel so good and i got really tired and i went and i went and took a nap and i haven't taken a nap in a minute and <sighs> I couldn't sleep and I woke up and I, I was really out of it. And I was like, I felt a little bit drunk, to be honest with you. And I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? What's going on? So I, I, I test my blood, you know, several times a day. I got up and I tested my blood and it was super low. Yeah. The first man. time this has ever happened. My blood's been high. That's, you know, that's the whole problem. And it was like, it was, it was like 62, I think. And I looked that up and it's like right on the border of like, you could pass out, yeah, coma. Shit's about to start shutting yeah. down. So, and I looked up, you know, why. And so intensive exercise can do that as well. So yeah. like, I'm all for anybody getting into shape. I'm all for that drive. But, you know, take it from me. I should have listened to people that were telling, everybody's constantly telling me don't overdo it because they know me and they know that I'm going to go crazy. I did it and uh, I regretted it. And so well, if you're out there listening and you're and you're excited and driven, like let's rain and let's be realistic. Yeah. Seven hours workout. Eh. You got to find the balance. Yeah, I'm not Mike Tyson. I mean, well, and this is this is part of you finding your balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to hit that wall. and go because until the low. Yeah, until that happened, I felt amazing, and I was like, I fucking did, you know, 13 miles. Props, you know. know, I felt, and then it just hit me like a fucking, you know. And I thought, I'm just tired, but I woke up, and it was like I noticed I was like a little slower than normal, and I was like, what's going on? It's it's it was scary. It was scary, right? Yeah, it was real scary. Well, thank God it was just that, and not some worse, you know, like, know, you know, pulled a hamstring or some Achilles shit because that's what I've been worried about for you. Because I mean, I know how gun ho you are, bro. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if I couldn't, if I couldn't work out, it would fucking suck. So So we're going to take it slow. We're going to go a little chill now. You, you had that experience and that's what, I mean, you're one of those cats that learns from experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of have to do that. Like I, I know it and I hear it, but I listen to my body and I'm like, I feel good. I feel, you know, I just, like I said, I, I always go the same route when I walk and I just turn the other way and just ended up where you definitely should be driving to not walking to, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. So I'm like, I'll call my wife and never pick me up. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm not a pussy. I'm walking back too. You know what I mean? Well, you're not yeah. a pussy. So you don't have to, you know, check yourself like that. You don't have to pull your own card when you already have fucking done so much. Right, right. I mean, you know, and that's one thing you definitely want to. I mean, keep it real. And that's where I'm going to continue to try to um, motivate you. Well, try to get you more and more on the cannabis Got train. It, yeah, because sure. I want you to fucking figure out how to listen to your body. Right. You were talking about um, the dude that checks his blood or what? Um, ben Greenfield. Ben, ben yeah, Greenfield. he kind of was able, you know, he's got this machine where he can check his blood and all of his levels. And it basically tells him, you know, you really beat your body up yesterday. So today's a yoga day. And you know so I mean? that's and I love perfect. that. And that's a you know? perfect way for me to just break into how I listen to my body and then yeah. what my routine is from there. Yeah. So we'll start out from like 
a week. We'll look, I'll look into a week of my activities. Okay. So Mondays, we'll start off my week on Monday. I play ball Mondays. Monday mornings, I try to get to the gym 10, 10.30. So that means I'm eating breakfast probably around 9, 9.30. Right. Letting some time to adjust, to digest. And then after breakfast, I don't even have a mate for like 15 minutes after breakfast. What's breakfast consist of? Oh, man. Bacon and up? eggs. Yeah, yeah. Bacon and eggs. Good fats. Really good bacon. Um, get my bacon from an amazing butcher here in town. They're uh, high-quality meat. Nice. It's really good stuff. Um, and then local sourced eggs. My buddies have farms. Nice. They're fucking golden, beautiful, delicious eggs. And uh, some potatoes. I do like purple and... Um, uh, like what golden potatoes yeah, try to yeah. get organic stuff yeah. and then uh, fry those in really good organic coconut oil. So nice. that's what I have. So you're definitely, Remember, you're definitely focusing some of the good fats. You're focusing, yeah. 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 So, and, uh, Himalayan sea salt, that's the other big thing. I just found out about that. It's yeah. amazing, bro. You yeah. need to get on that because yeah. I hear it's got really good benefits. Those minerals are going to help yeah. your blood pressure. They're going to help all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, I eat, I even hear with intermittent fasting, using some of that is really important over just water, like actually mixing some of that. In yeah. My, my uncle's doing that. And it was funny because I was telling him about Himalayan sea salt for a year before his doctors told him to start doing that. And it's been helping him like crazy. Nice. And I was like, yeah, I've been telling you to do Himalayan sea salt. That's yeah. just a simple conversion you can do. Um, so yeah, people that's, it's pink and, but it's really good stuff. It's more expensive, but it's high quality. And it's like probably, I think. 12 bucks for your normal thing, but nice. it's like going to last you like six months. Exactly. So you're yeah, talking about $13 of really high quality nutrition. So anyways, that's my breakfast and then a little bit of my smoothie, um, to help wash that stuff down yeah. just a tiny bit. Um, then I take my vitamins and everything. Um, I take crealkaline, mm -hmm. which is a pH buffered form of creatine. And I take two pills. That's it before I go work out. And when I'm going to play ball or lift weights, I also take some uh, cordyceps mushrooms, which is like shroom tech sport, which you can get from on it. But I get a different company. Um, Mycos uh, mushrooms, I believe is what they're called. And it's their endurance blend, but that helps with my endurance. It helps boost oxygen levels in my blood and helps nice. me maintain higher levels of activity. Did it take you a while to like, you know, you've got, the, this sounds like you've got it really dialed in. Yeah, Did you just kind of like, yeah, you just, you, you just, you hear about stuff. You kind of research heard about it. stuff on podcasts. Yeah, I heard yeah. about stuff from buddies, you know, dudes who were cut the yeah. fuck up. And I'm assuming too, there's, there's things, you know, people are different. So there's probably things that might be great for you. Yeah. Not necessarily for me or not necessarily to one of our listeners. And you know what I mean? Well, like, our blood types are different. Exactly. But, yeah. and our activities are different, but at some point, and this is what's diff crazy about that is your blood will change by the level of fat that you have in there. Yeah. And that's Dr. Rhonda Patrick was talking about how people who are clinically obese. So if you're very, very, very heavy, your blood actually mutates, your genes will mutate to a point where they affect your, uh, your, they affect your DNA and you translate, you transfer that to your children. If you have children in that time frame wow. while you're that obese. And if you lose that weight, your DNA reverts back to the, the more healthy form. And then wow. you will give that, healthier uh form of dna to your children that's insane isn't that so um so much of our blood stuff can be changed by what we yeah. put in ourselves and then what activities we do and what level of health we're at yeah so it did take me years about that stuff um a lot of my friends were nutrition experts um i look into that stuff myself but you know it's, it's about finding things and augmenting your diet remember when i 
I started, we started the abdominal pieces and, uh, I told you, I'm like, well, I'm giving up, um, English muffins. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I Cause you, I was like, you, you know, like, I, I can't, love, I yeah. can't rock Carlton pieces on my abs <laughs> and on my chest and have any type of fluff going on. Sure. Sure. So it's, it's back to, and it was a really good motivator for me to, to get, nice. get my six, eight, 10 pack back. Yeah. So anyways, Mondays I go play ball after about an hour of eating, you know, and then I, I try to play ball for about two to three hours. I stretch, I do a little routine, uh, five minute, quick, five to 10 minute, quick warm up stretching routine before right. I play ball. Then I try to play ball for as long as I can stay on the court and win with my, my boys. <clears throat> and, uh, it's not all about winning. It's about, you know, competing and having a good time and sweating. It's my, f- like that and fucking are my two favorite forms right, of cardio, right. my two favorite activities in life. So I try to be in the best shape to be able to do both at the highest level. So, uh, after I, I play ball, I go into like the weight room and I go and I do core stuff usually. Cause you can work on your core every day. You don't want to overdo it. Right. I mean, fuck man. If you work your core hard enough, you'll get nauseous and you'll, sure, you'll yeah, want... I've heard of people working to like throw up and everything. Yeah. Like that, and so. girls can do it to the point of orgasming, which wow, I get jealous of sure, because sure. I never <laughs> achieved that. But thank God, because I, I think I, I feel like uh, with I think feel like it's almost I, I can't get chubby at all at the gym. You would see it. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> not trying to be obscene. I don't even do jumping jacks. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not trying to be obscene. So anyways, um, so I do that and then uh, I'll do, you know, pull ups hanging from pull up bar to stretch. I, I stretch a number of different ways, really try to stretch my back, my legs and my um, yeah. my arms out. Mm-hmm from playing ball and all that stuff, it always kind of twists me up. So I try to spend time, you know, unwinding my body, getting back to a a really nice stable point. And then I do a few yoga stances and stretches to really tie everything together at the end. And that's basically it, man. And then I go home and I live, you know, my life, go on walks, do whatever else. You seem to stay pretty active in general. Yeah. Well with that, you know, so a Tuesday, uh, are usually like my squat stays. I'll try to do squats on a Tuesday, um, which different leg routines today. Today I did squats. Um, and today's Thursday. I did a couple of, uh, what, Hungarian or Bulgarian squats. Right. I do several sets of those. That's one legged squats with one of your legs elevated behind you. Man. I do those on a Smith rack. Yeah. They, they're, they're rough, Yeah, <clears throat> but I feel so much stronger and better after I do those. And then I do, regular squats on a Smith rack, um, back loaded squats, but it's all about having as good a form as I can and being as, as strong as I can. Um, so I always listen to, to my, uh, to my body as I'm doing those things. And if something's wrong with my form or something, I'll completely stop, breathe, stretch, do what I got to do. Get on a foam roller. I usually don't have to do any of that stuff. I usually am pretty good. Breathing is so important too. just learning how to, you know, that can do so much for you just breathing the right way. And you know, that's, I got onto breathing from that, uh, from the monks and stuff, yep. watching that. And then, you know, you look at Wim Hof, who's a bad yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, and yeah. he was a 33 year old white guy or 34 or 35 when he decided to like learn how to breathe. Right. Completely changed his life, changed like your levels of depression. And he's changing the world and all these athletes lives and stuff yeah. by teaching people how to breathe. Yeah. Oh, are you going to teach me how to fucking breathe that yeah, thing I've been yeah, doing my exactly. whole life? It's like, yeah, yeah, I got that. But like I was really struggling with running. I was walking everywhere. I started walking at a brisk pace, and I start, when I started doing high intensity intervals, I really needed to put some running in there. And it was I was really struggling. And to be honest with you, 
it was the breathing. Yeah. Like once I started breathing right, I'll, you know, for me to go seven miles an hour is fast right now. Yeah, but I, I didn't even think I could do that. And now it's like, no problem. I'll go a minute slower, go to seven. You know what I mean? Like, but it, the breathing changed everything. For so me. have you been like working on your breath work? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, you know, breathing nice, deep breaths. I'm very caught, very conscious of myself and like, not just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm really slowly. Well, and that's the thing. You know it's I mean? just being conscious of what your ribs are doing. Exactly. Those wind machines that you have. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, I need to focus on expanding the lower part. So, yeah, I think I was just, you like, know, spread those lowers. Open it up. Yeah. When I you were talking when you were like, man, you, you sit so well while I'm doing your stomach. It, I can barely tell. Well, it's because I'm expanding my lower rib cage. Right. I'm breathing through my back. Right. I try to make it as, as solid of a, you know, palate for you to be able to do your work. Right. Which really helps because tattooing a stomach is incredibly difficult. And it on sucks. Its own. It yeah. sucks, bro. Your fucking ribs suck. Your yeah. stomach sucks. All of it's not fun, but, um, and I want to be able to sit as well as possible. And so I don't want to sit there and get hyperventilated in right. short breath. Oh fuck. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to take deep calm breaths. Yeah. Once I'm tattooing somebody and they start clenching their fists and like squeezing their, their t-shirt, like, you know, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's all about the opposite. <laughs> that first that. time I had uh, my first rib piece, which was two years before I ever had you do a rib piece. Um, yeah. The homie beat me up man. Yeah. that it was, yeah, you'll get to a point where like, there's no turning. Back, I dislocated you know I mean? a rib. Well, it was oh, one shit. session. It was five hours long. I didn't know, right. you know, how long it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And in the first two minutes, I was like, "This is the worst, oh, worst mistake of my life." But we you're in just, for the ha- here, we're yeah. in for the long haul. And if he stops here, it's just going to be this really shitty, tiniest bit of an outline. Fuck. We need to do this, man up. So I did man up, and I I got to that point. I clenched so hard on top of his table. I was in the fetal position. You know, just like, fuck, just trying to breathe, but hurting, hurting, hurting. Didn't have food, too. That was my blood sugar was low, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just and you know how much I need my smoothies. This was pre-smoothie era, so I didn't have that sugar right, right there, which would have helped a ton. And I didn't, he wasn't cool with weed either, so I think I had to, like, smoke right before when I got there. Right, but. yeah. So then fucking, um, I went home and the piece looked amazing and everything, but I, I hurt, I couldn't even breathe. And, yeah. and when the adrenaline click kicked out, I really couldn't breathe. And I was like, what like the what's f- going on? Oh, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Oh fuck. And it was a rib dislocated. And so it took me about an hour and a half of like folding into different positions oh, and like shit. doing this shit, like trying to power breathe. And I got That's- on a foam roller and I was like laying out and just fucking trying to force that rib out. And finally it popped. But I was at the point where I'm like, okay. It's, ER by the end of the it, night. Yeah, right. It's good it didn't turn you off to tattoos. You know what oh, I mean? it did for a while. Oh, yeah. And then I and then That's I saw cool. Zach with that sick ass uh, piece right here. Remember? So when you came in that day, were you and, like? Because Zach knew I had a uh, um, that sick ass piece on. You know, my yeah. sick rage piece on my side, my anarchy a. Um, and he was like, "Man, you know, did that hurt?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, bro." I'm not ever going to have anybody do my ribs ever again. And he goes, well, check out this sick piece I had Josh Carlton doing. Oh, who's that? You know? And then he flips out that amazing piece. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? That's like a, that's like a, like, that looks so real. And it's on your ribs. And he was like, yeah, man. And it didn't even hurt. I was like, fuck? okay, well, where's this guy at? And that's when I, I always have tried to be like, people say light handed, but I guess I always looked at it as like their needles. Like, why are we, you know, why are you pushing really hard and all this? Cause yeah. they're, 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 and they do penetrate by yeah, themselves. The machine, that's the machine's job. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, and the so. frequency that you set for them and stuff. Yeah, and I've told yeah. you, and I'll, I'll communicate with all my artists. Yeah. Hey bro, can you, can you kick that down to a different vibe? If it's really aggressive and it's not, yeah. you know, my, my skin will let me know. 
Yeah, you so, can tell. Yeah. So on Wednesdays, I play ball. <laughs> Sorry. Trying to so just thir- make sure. Thursdays you play ball? Thursday. No, it's Mondays, okay. Wednesdays, Fridays I oh, play okay. ball. Okay. And that's when I do the same type of core stuff and okay. yoga stuff. And then Thursdays, since I try to do squats on like a Tuesday, if I do squats on a Tuesday, I won't do them on a Thursday. I'll wait right. till Saturday. So I'll try to have like a four-day um, you know, stretch between squats. But on Thursday, I'll do my chest and my back. Okay. And it's real lightweight stuff. I'm using like um, bands and um, like really, really, really lightweight free weight stuff. Just working on range of motion. Yeah. And trying to be strong with stuff. Um, I do a lot of pull-ups, a lot of different versions of pull-ups and chin-ups and stuff. I think anything that involves using your own weight is a, is, is a great, yeah. you know, really. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm 190 pounds right now. So since last year, when I really, I mean, got motivated to get my shit to this next level, and it was because I was starting to feel like I could do that. Yeah. Um, I've gained like about nine pounds of nice lean muscle, which is really, really good for me. Um, I feel like that's probably the perfect amount. Obviously it is because that's how much I put on and right, I was smart right. about how I did everything, right. but I was like almost overly cautious about how, how much muscle I was going to put on and everything mm-hmm. because I didn't want to throw any unhealthy weight on myself right? because I love those activities. Yeah. So. And I've seen that. I've seen these people that will really stack on the weight and stack on the muscle. And then when they don't follow up that maintenance, they just get that dad bod. You know <laughs> Dude. I mean? so. And that's, so you could blow up if you were like, okay, I'm going to, Hit, I've hit my my goal weight. Right. Now I'm going to start doing some yoga, which you need to do. Yeah, because like right now it's all been about just getting thinner. So now we're getting close to the time where it's going to start being much. And your more goal has been training. this number, which right. is a weight. Exactly. And that's just and that's all. That's been an amazing, really good motivator for you yeah. and something to chase but towards. That, and that's coming to an end, so it's starting to. But get now the your, new journey. your goal is going to have to be something where you're just yeah. going to have to envision it in your brain and yeah. go, okay, I want to be happy and healthy and strong right right. what's that going to look like so visualize that for yourself you said you want to have a six-pack right so getting your your state yourself to a state where you can you know get the the core strong as fuck you're gonna have to start doing core work pretty much every day yeah which i hate i know most most of the stuff i'm not i I kind of don't mind but the core stuff fucking kicks my well and that's where it's really good that you've you're disciplining yourself now yeah. because you're going to have to take that next step. And yeah. so you're going to be able to say, look, man, this really ain't shit because I've already done a lot of hard work. Right. So this is just getting me to that next level of stuff. And I'm looking that much better. I mean, fuck, I hadn't seen you for like 11 days. Right. And you already looked a lot skinnier and well, thinner because I mean, you're thinner. Yeah, yeah. you look good. Thank so you. it's not like an unhealthy yeah, it, look. It, it's weird as the number, like technically the number I originally just randomly guessed I hit a few days ago yeah. and that day was a weird day because like I thought I'd be super excited, but I kind of just didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I know. Now what? what? I mean? Now yeah, what? It's like cupcake, uh, right fucking now, right. cake, yeah. sit-ups. What am I supposed to be doing? I don't really know. Yeah. So I decided I was like, well, clearly I was wrong. I'm, I, I feel better, but it's not quite right. So then I just decided I'll just focus on like a pound at a time for right now. Which way? Down? down yeah okay like because you're gonna when you start lifting or getting healthier then, yeah, you, it goes go. up so yeah. that's where i'm like okay and it's not gonna it, be a number for you anymore exactly yeah. once you hit that uh, there's a plateau yeah and it's where you say you you gained how much nine, like nine pounds nine, yeah which i had it to gain man it's in right my, it's in my butt it's yeah. in my um upper body in my back gotcha um i'm trying to keep my chest as small as possible and um my arms will get a lot bigger um okay. because like i said 
I was 230 at my biggest. I'm 190 now. So my That's frame so can my frame can picture. handle a right. ton right. of of uh, more muscle on it, but I don't need it, man. Yeah. It's not my it's it's not what I look for. But I do like building my butt, so right. that's what I am. And I do want to have probably another. My goal weight would probably be like two hundred five. Yeah. But if I feel like I'm too bulky when I'm playing ball, or yeah, I start yeah. hurting, if I can only like play ball without being in pain because yeah. my joints or something, like then I'm gonna have to back off. Yeah. And I'm gonna listen to myself about that, man. Yeah, that's I mean, good. It's really important. It sounds like you got like like a smart way of looking at maintaining it the right weight, the, what you want, the lean muscle. You know what I mean? Lean gains. So yeah, yeah. And it's also aesthetic because I care about what the fuck I look like. Right. So that's my abs are just you know when you start to see abs you just get that much more motivated. Right. You know, it's just like when your dick peeks out over <laughs> uh, uh, behind your belly as you slim that thing down and you're like, well, there oh, that's you are. awesome. <laughs> well, I like the look of that. Right, right. And then you start building that up. And, um, and so you just, you do get those motivators and everything. So it's, it, it is there, but I just, it's, it's, you gotta be smart about it. So today when I was getting ready and warming up on the AMT machine, at the gym, I was thinking, man, I would love to have Josh with me next because I want him to start f- understanding this is kind of like, right. this is sustainable because going to the mall and just walking around the mall to get your steps in and stuff isn't going to be a challenge, you know? Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's why I, I kind of think I turned that other direction because I was like, I have been doing the same thing so much. Plus, your body gets used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and you yeah. want to, you really want to be working on the balls of your feet, too. Right, right, right. You don't want to just be walking on flat surfaces and stuff. You, you want to be doing incline things. You want right. to actually be out there activating different muscles and stuff. So, so, uh, you're, you're, you know, got a nice general overall health and strength to you. Right. And that's where I'm also like, man, we could do like 10 minutes on this and then go hit some yoga mats, then do some stretching. Um, there's like, you know, yeah, I want to get like you that, into that yeah. gym life. Right. So you can experience all of that stuff and then just go crazy with it and figure out what works for you because sure. that is the best way. And there's so much high tech equipment out there and everything that when you figure out, this is what I like to do. Right. Um, today I'm going to do this or tomorrow I'm going to do that. Then it really just makes it that much more simple because it's all right there. Yeah. Just a, finding a good routine. That yeah. Works and then you. having stuff at home that you can do too. Yeah. When you don't want to go to the fucking gym. Yeah, exactly. I noticed that uh, a lot of the, mostly it's my clients, you know, we, I, I'm always telling my clients as soon as I start tattooing them, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about health. Sorry, but, but they're always excited. It's just, it's on my mind, you know, but, uh, if they're not ready to, you know, they, you'll notice that you'll, you'll talk to them about the gym or whatever. And it, yeah, yeah it's like a lot of excuses. You know what I mean? Like you can tell they're just not, they're just not ready. I, I, I wasn't ready before my, you know, diagnosis of, of type two diabetes. But once you start, it's really not only easier, but I, I have fun with it. You know what I mean? I, I have fun. I mean, obviously once you start seeing results, well, and it's you know a positive saying? thing. Yeah, so a, that's, and, other. It, and it's a positive thing. Like, you know, little things come with it. Like, you know, when my, when my, my nine year old hugs me and goes, you're so much thinner. It's like, it feels good to know that that's the role model now, dude. You know and what I'm saying you, you have no idea. Like, the, and that was like an unexpected, like exactly. You know, Cause the kids positive, will just say, kids will just say whatever. So he would tell me I was fat too. You know what and I mean? So I know for a fact, Elliot looks up to you. Absolutely. Like none other. I mean, I know, um, one of the classmates of his. And <clears throat> so I had a, you know, behind the scenes look at how Elliot looks at you right, right. <clears throat> from somebody who didn't even know that we sure. knew each other. And she, she was like, yeah, my friend Elliot has, 
you know, a really cool dad. He's a tattoo artist. So I knew instantly who she was talking right, about. Right. I was like, oh man, that's, that's pretty much the coolest, best artist in the world. And, uh, she went, you know him? And I was like, yeah, I know him. That's funny. No way you know Elliot. Yeah, I know Elliot. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, he wants to be a tattoo artist just like his dad. And That's I said, awesome. of course he does because his dad's the shit. So he's going to be want to be just like his dad. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, it's, <coughs> it's wonderful to hear that from an artistic, but it's so new to hear about it from a health point of view. So it's like, you know. Which all, is all, like just as important. Yeah, you know what I mean? You and know? like already like, you know, because he's a kid, I let him kind of have a much more free range. But, you know, we've definitely cut down on sugar and stuff for our children as well. But, like, we let him be kids. Yeah. But we've definitely cut down. Yeah, as And it's should. like, you know, not only do I just feel better as a parent, you know what I mean? But I'm not starting him on this path of where my father had diabetes, I have diabetes, and he's certainly in line to get it. So Yeah, you're not, you know like, I mean? condoning that. Exactly. Just like I wouldn't let him watch cartoons for nine hours. I'm not going to let him just eat junk. I, I do let him be a kid, of course. I'm not going to be like nothing, you know what I mean? But So that's really nice, you know. Well, and letting them be a kid is cool, but you just want to make sure that they're healthy. You don't want yeah. them to, you know, get to a point where they're getting unhealthy with their yeah, weight. We don't want to have to get to, like, where we have to, you know, reactively handle it. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, well, now he's, you know, because he's, you know, he's a kid. He's in fine shape and everything. You know what I mean? Take him to the doctor. He's fine. But uh, he loves sweets. You know what I mean? He's just like me. You know what I mean? He, he would eat it all day long if he could. You know what I mean? So, I, I believe yeah. it, man. We all would. Yeah. Um, so just like teaching him about better food. And, he, and he's learning that he loves that. There's some really good foods out there, and he really loves them. Sweet. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, smoothies are a great avocado, one for those young you know kids. I mean? Oh, yeah. man. I wish I had liked avocado when I was right. younger. Yeah, I'm such an avocado fiend now, but I didn't get into it till I was late. Like, teens. I, I hear so much controversy about eggs because it's like I, I hear they're the best thing you can eat, and then I'll hear that, you know, that you shouldn't eat them, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, I, you always get that, and that sucks, because I, I love eggs. Then that's I all that matters. Eggs, yeah. That's what I mean. I love them. I love, you know what I mean? Like Eggs that, don't treat me wrong. No. And, and again, going back to listening to your body, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. what happens, you know? And you know. certain eggs I don't like. Some of them just aren't that tasty. Sure. Depending on whatever they're feeding the chickens or whatever. Yes. Um, that's why I like the ones I get from my boys' farms yeah. and stuff. And my buddies, that they have those wild ones that just roam and yeah. do their thing, and... I think, some eggs. I think it's, you know, we're lucky here. We can have chickens. You know, I think that if you, if you were to see kind of how some of these chickens are treated that you buy from the store, you definitely would not want yeah, to buy Yeah, you wouldn't want those eggs. Those eggs. are probably some really like yeah. stressed out, yeah, not absolutely. even that nutritious eggs. So it makes sense. But we're in that mecca of really good food, really yeah. good organic produce, yeah, all kind, sorts of stuff. Kind of like you're saying with water, like we're fortunate. We have access, especially here in Oregon and Eugene, especially we have access to everything organic you know we have one yeah. of the best farmers markets here you know what i mean so well and even one of, one of my buddies who's uh from southern california and he was talking about how good our water is here he's like yeah. bro i can't drink enough of the water exactly, here it's just yeah. so fucking i was like right dude i yeah, know it's like if i ever move it's going to take three filters at least to even come close don't, to what don't we even got. talk about that right, i don't right. want to hear it <laughs> yeah um I actually do have to take a piss though. Is it cool? Do you want to just jam on doing your yeah, thing yeah or? take your break i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about some funny things that i've noticed uh as I've gotten thinner, some some funny things that have happened, some anecdotal things that have happened to me that uh, I had no idea about. And uh, one of them is I've always ran hot just because just being a bigger guy, I've always just, you know, everybody would complain that they were cold. And I would, no matter what, I was always warm. And uh, I'm cold as fuck all the time. Like, I swear it'll be 80 degrees outside and I'm chilly. It's just like, you know, obviously there's the fats coming off of me. 
it makes complete sense. But it was just something that I just didn't really put together. And now I'm just always cold sitting here in this t-shirt. Even I'm like, man, I wish I would have brought a hoodie, but, uh, that, and like sitting down, like just sitting down and tattooing, like my butt's bony now. So like I, you know, I had never had a problem with that before, but just as you lose fat, apparently I lost it off my butt too, which I couldn't afford. I have the flattest ass. I don't, I don't even have an ass. I have just extend a back. So, you know, that, but one of the good things is, is just an overall general feeling better and lighter. Like just, uh, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about being depressed in the past and it's, I don't want to say I've cured my depression because it's just too early to tell, but for two months now, I haven't even had one negative thought. All I think about is how lucky I am and how happy I am with my life, my family, my marriage, my work, my studio. Um, I feel energized and enlightened to do the best tattooing I could possibly do. I just feel a certain clarity that I've never felt before. And um, honestly, just an overall appreciation of being alive. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're, having a hard time getting motivated and you want to get on this weight loss journey, it is so much more than losing weight. You know, it, that's what it, in the beginning, that's all I wanted was like, if I'm just thinner, if I'm thin, everything will be okay. I'll reverse my di- type two diabetes and you know, I'll be thin. And it's like, honestly, like it's not even about that anymore. Of course that's a perk. And of course I'm super happy to be trimming down. I know I've got a ways to go, but you know, I'm 35 pounds lighter than I was when I started out. And if I had known years ago, just the good feeling, because I'm going to get real personal here with you. Those that know me know this, but there were times in my past that I was like, fuck it. I'm going to end it all. I did think about suicide. Looking back, that's hard to say. It's a little embarrassing to say. It didn't matter my success. It didn't matter that I was this well-known tattoo artist and clients flew in from all around the world. I couldn't see any of that success. I just hated myself. I hated myself with a deep passion that's difficult to understand unless you suffer from depression. And the best thing that ever happened to me was getting this diagnosis because it made me get in shape. And I just, not only do I not feel like that, it's very difficult for me to imagine even what that felt like. It's a distant memory from a lifetime ago. I just, I wish that I could explain to you how much of a difference that makes. So if you are on that journey, weight loss is wonderful, but the feeling you're going to have, the overall feeling of inner peace and happiness outweighs it tremendously. On a good note too, I also have a lot more energy. I find that I'm usually full of energy and extremely eager to come to work. I love tattooing more than I have. It's, I've been tattooing 28 years and I literally get up like a kid and I'm like, I'm like, uh, just giddy to come to work. You know what I mean? Dude, I would be giddy to come to work if I were you too. Right. <laughs> Cause I mean, you're always getting to do awesome shit. Yeah. I'm incredibly lu- like I've, I've earned, you know, I've earned it, but I, I'm incredibly lucky. Like I posted a tattoo I did yesterday of this girl with a bloody face and yeah, yeah, you know, it. the guy, you know, dr- you know, drove eight hours to get here. And you know, I'm at that point in my career where he just says, I've got this much money and I want you to do a, either a skull or a girl. I'm like, that's in your wheelhouse. That's my dream shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, dude. And you know, it's, it's with nice some blood. Yeah. And yeah. And it was cool because usually I have to like, 
ask people like, like, I know you got Tesla on your arm, but what if he was bloody? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it makes, I, you know, I would have been down with some shit like that. Right. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's nice because as a tattooer, when, when somebody's guiding you, you know, they, they mean the best, you know what I mean? But when they're like, I want you to do this, like it doesn't quite end up being for, for me, it doesn't quite end up being my absolute best work because I'm always questioning, man, I kind of want to do this shading, but what if they don't, what if they don't want that? Mm-hmm. And when you just, when you can really just do, I know tattoo artists will totally understand this or painters when you can really, really do you. I feel like that's the best work that comes out of that. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, I feel like yesterday was a good example of that. You always let me do my thing on you. And I always try to, even though I know you totally have trust in me, I just communicate with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, here's why I'm doing this. And this makes sense to me. You know what I mean? But that, that's why you're covered in some of my favorite tattoos. Thank you, know? you brother. Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, that's part of why you're my main artist is because you do collaborate with me. You go, yeah. what do you think about this? And I go, yeah, man. And then can we do the leaves in green? Exactly. And then, you know. And that's perfect because ultimately it's your tattoo. I might have this grand idea. And I'm always very good at like, I'll put a stencil on you and I'll straight up be like, you know what? This looks stupid. I thought this was going to look cool and it doesn't fit on your arm. Right? I've said it before too. Yeah. With that gorilla you did on my, my peck. Yeah, did you know, we move it, it or change? Yeah, it, it was too small. small. And then small. you yeah. were like, well, what do you think? And, you know, and I was like, yeah. I'd rather his face take up my whole fucking peck. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what it does. Yeah. You know, as opposed to it being like, yeah, and it would have been big. and it would have been cool, but now it's way cooler and it's like halfway done. So yeah, you know I mean? and so. and it fit perfectly. And right. I even said that I was like, no, can we bring it up like twenty percent more? And yeah. I kept both stencils because I was yeah. like, I like both of these. Yeah, if I put a stencil on somebody and if, if I have to kind of sit there and question it, ninety percent of the time it's not ready yet. Word, you know what I mean? That's why I do one tattoo a day because. I want to be able to not have to be like, man, I got a six o'clock. Like I want to be able to be like, check it out, go grab some fucking sushi and let me redo this. You know Fuck what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, it's funny cause the first time, uh, on the first piece you did on me, my burning monk, you know, you did the placement and I wasn't really cool with the placement, but I didn't say anything to you cause uh, it was my first time meeting you and I didn't right. want to be bitching. Um, you know, like, Hey, yeah, can, I don't really, can you go up higher, match more of my other one? So it's more, you were just like, this looks like it's going to be the good spot. And that's what you did. And so when I went home, first off the first session, it didn't look like anything. Right. Right. It was a Rorschach. It was a part of a Rorschach. That's a perfect way to describe it. And then the second time it was a complete Rorschach. Right. And then the third time it was a burning monk. Right. And then it developed into more and more amazing depth. But it was one of those things where I was like. Oh, now we have space to do the sacred geometry that you talked about. Yeah, a lot of times I have these plans in my head, and I can generally tell like this isn't this this isn't his only tattoo. Like he's going to be down once I have a vision that I can share. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which sometimes I have to remember that like I might have this vision in my head that seems amazing, but if I don't tell you like. You, you know, I forget that we're not all an artist. You yeah. Know what I mean, so. And that did take yeah. four and a half years to develop. Right, right. But I was so pleased that we had the perfect space to do that. And I mentioned that to you when you were like, okay, now let's get the stencil for this. And we fucked around with that for right. a while because, you know, it was the shape of. It was too small also. The beginning. It was too small. Yeah. It's like, no, we need to go big, bro. Yeah. We need to actually have it like perfect. And it lined up perfectly how you did it and, and then how it came out. Yeah. Amazing. But if you hadn't put that monk where it was it wouldn't have had any of that space. Exactly. So it came out amazingly perfect. And for some reason you just knew 
Like I'm going to put this right here. I think that's just years of experience on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then stomachs will fuck you up. Like I'll, I'll see a tattooer that feels confident and they'll go tattoo Ooh. someone's stomach. And man, they're like, Oh shit. I'm fucking starting from square one. Like it will, if you, if you're a new tattoo artist and you think you got your shit together, tattoo a stomach, uh, do a round piece. Yeah. yeah. On do a circle, stomach. do a perfect circle do with, stomach, with yeah. a lot of geom- sacred geometry. Yeah. So those crisp lines yeah. in multicolors. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really, yeah, it's, that's art, bro. Yeah. That's art. So, Hey, um, beyond health stuff, let's get into maybe a little conspiracy talk. You know, it's funny because, uh, I love conspiracy talk. It's one of my favorite things to talk to my clients about. And I hope, uh, I hope my clients don't mind me talking about this, but I was tattooing a couple days ago, great client. And, and the whole, like your phone listening to you thing came up, you know? And I was talking about how, like, if you don't think your phone's listening to you, I mean, I'm sorry, but it is, it just is. You know what I'm saying? Like, in fact, today, and there was a perfect example. My client's uh, son is type one diabetic. And he was, uh, we were talking about this pump that they have in them and their phone can scan it at any, all day long. They can see the blood sugars all day Constantly. up and down. Right. But he mentioned the name of it. Right. Yeah. I'm not typing anything in my phone. I'm tattooing, listening to music on Spotify. Right. He leaves and I get on, I get on to text you to tell it, come in a little early for yeah. the podcast and boom an ad pops up for the exact monitor i've noticed that shit before yeah. too yeah and it i immediately texted him and i'm like we didn't i didn't type anything to my phone and he would he just texted back holy fuck that's the world we live in it, it, it happened if you and and if you don't think that that isn't completely you know possible let alone going on just think about how when i mean my phone doesn't do it anymore but for two years apple transcribed my voice messages into text. So when I would press the, I didn't even do it. I didn't say convert this. It It just did it. And so it was complete. Yeah. Converting it over into text, which is totally easy. Sure. And that's so simple to store as data as just ones and zeros. So if you think that they can't put that on a tiny, tiny chip in a huge mainframe and just store every little bit of information that you're sharing, Wake the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Zuckerberg is in, in a lot of trouble right now with some of that stuff. And I remember one of the questions point blank to him was, so if I'm walking down the street and I'm telling my wife that I'm interested in buying a Toyota, are you telling me that my phone is not listening to me to for ads? And he said, it's not that simple. He didn't say yeah. no. You know what I mean? Way to skirt the issue. Exactly. So anyway, back to that original client, he to- he told me, Cause I always start out, I'm like, I don't want to get too conspiracy because you never know, kind of kind of gauge them yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And he was like, oh man, he's like, I got a smart TV, and he goes, I don't even, I I cover the screen up at night. So so that's because they have a camera on it, right? Exactly. I bought I have a 3D television. It's four years old, five years old now, I think. It's a badass television. It's better than I remember every... when 3D was like all the huge oh, thing. The shit. It's I, better than 4K. Yeah, because I remember getting the new ones and the gla- the glasses are really good, right? They got the shutter in them and stuff. Yeah. And it was super nice. It kind of died battery out. Operated. Super nice 3D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can still buy 3D televisions. They're just 3,500 and up because yeah. they're that good. Yeah. I have a b- ton of fucking 3D movies. That's all I watch them. But I mean, the, the, the clarity on that yeah. and the picture and the resolution is amazing. It's better than 4K. It's as good as 4K, if not better. And it right. doesn't make shit look cheesy or sure, yeah, yeah. F- like fakeish, even though it's real. Yeah. It's weird. It's so I love the quality. And everybody who sees my TV, they're like, man, this is badass. And I'm like, yeah, it's you know, it's five years old, but right. it's a 3D television. It was expensive when it came out. And uh so <coughs> I I got the one that was a 
the the older model because the newer one had a fucking uh, camera on it and they're like yeah bro for 300 bucks you can have the brand new model but it does have a you know a camera on it and everything i was like fuck you and that camera and the 300 extra dollars all that bullshit i want that cheaper one for all these reasons i like it that much more like at first when he told me he covered his like i'll be honest like at first i kind of was like well this guy really and then i was like well, fuck. I cover my laptop camera. Well, yeah. Because all I'm doing is jerking off on there. Right. <laughs> I used to always say that. I'd be like, well, if the government's watching me, I hope they like jacking because that's happening. Dude. And it reminds <laughs> me of that South Park episode. Uh, what is it? Reverse cowgirl. Yeah, where yeah. it's the, you know, they fucking, the kid doesn't put the toilet seat up for his mom. She falls in, breaks her hips, <laughs> dies and shit. And uh, so then the TSA starts fucking monitoring, yeah, monitoring the toilet seat yeah. um, stuff. And so you have to start buckling in on the shit. Remember <laughs> Randy or whoever it is? Yeah, I think it's Randy comes and he gets assisted and she goes, sir, sir, we need to check your asshole, sir, <laughs> sir, we need to. And he goes, I'm a big boy. I can wipe my own ass. I'm a big boy. Yeah, you're a big boy. I came into like I watched South Park like way back in the beginning and then there was a huge time I didn't watch it and then you turned me back onto it and this I didn't last realize season this last it got, season it got so much better oh my god yeah it like it was always funny but then it just got like fucking went, they went hard well know? they keep it as real as any motherfucker yeah. yeah in Hollywood and it's a cartoon but they put that shit out every week that's what's amazing about it so when they're doing yeah, it like a time it takes crunch for, 4 yeah. days to make wow. that episode they're so brilliant. So they take all the current event stuff, everything that's fucked up in the world or in our society that they can try to tie it into an episode and then stretch that out with other storylines. And that way they're super current. And yeah. then they'll tie that in season after season yeah. and shit. Yeah. Dude, this last season was amazing. Those last two episodes, are you fucking I think, kidding I think, me? I think, I think this last season was some of the absolute Oh my best. God, that yeah. PC principal finding love with <laughs> strong woman and the fucking uh, Hootie and the Blowfish song yeah, right. with a little love. I mean, I was just dying, bro. Um, and then they had, uh, the whole, uh, stranger things. It yeah, didn't, I yeah. send you like a clip of yeah, that or yeah, something. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I saw stranger things in it too. <laughs> Fuck. But, um, I love them because they don't hold punches. They'll yeah. fucking let them fly. Oh, doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Yeah. I'm bust- always like, holy shit. I can't believe they didn't get away with this, but why they're making them so much money. They called Caitlyn Jenner out right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for being Early amazingly on, yeah. beautiful and attractive, yeah. but for running over somebody in her fucking car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, buckle up, buckle up, buckaroo, you know, like, can we keep it real? Right. And I was so livid over the fact that Caitlyn Jenner got that, what, most inspirational person oh, right, right. of the year in right. sports or whatever it was when she outed or pushed off the person who was going to get it was a woman, I believe that had survived some horrific form of cancer. I do remember that. And I was just yeah. like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So you make, but I'm not going to get into the semantics of it. I do. I recognize anybody's choice to live in the body in any way that you want to. Yeah. That is not in question, but where we go as a society in trying to prop that up or support that beyond looking at the realistic stuff. Are you a good actual person or are you somebody that's just a popular figure in society that's going to get a lot of attention and be a cash cow for a yeah. while. Um, if yeah, you have great sense. intentions and you're a good person and you do everything that's right and you're a mother Teresa type person, then um, fucking you deserve everything that comes to you. And if, if you're not, then people are going to talk shit. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that they took that more so. And we're just like, there's a, this is a cash cow. This is a media reality show. All that Isn't stuff. that whole family? Yeah. The whole family yeah. is, that's what they are. It seems like they're just this entity that is about 
Um, they completely focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, and drama. Yeah, yeah. And then you have, it sucks because all these other people out in the world look at, up at them as role models. Yeah. And it's like, that is not what to aspire to. Right. That is not what to try to look like. That's not what to try to be. A fucking porn star? Are you kidding me? Sure. Yeah. And then all of the other shit on top of that. I don't knock the hustle. That's the hustle is amazing. So that the entrepreneurial I've, sense. I've, I've read. I've read recently that the Kardashians have the most influence over America right now. It's one hundred percent, man. And yeah. Kim's probably the most recognizable woman That's in the world. Crazy in the world. Wow, a porn star. Yeah, that's yeah. That sh- that put that's the world in a nutshell brother that is yeah. exactly what we're, we got going on so when people talk this about is this America. is the end of times you know um this is um uh revelations is here and everything i understand where you're coming from but yeah. don't buy into that shit wholeheartedly either right. i i got totally you know brainwashed by the christian mechanism and that whole the whole religion beast um growing up and everything and <clears throat> really tried to make sense of the bible really try to make sense of other religions as well and try to fit all those together. Why are all these, you know, conflicting ideologies mm-hmm. going on and, and what is, um, what's the right, the- what is, you know, when yeah. you're looking at theology, what's the right religion? How do you choose that? I mean, how, how do you, <laughs> it's subjective. Yeah. So it's a, you know, why, why all this division and then all of that, trying to put that big puzzle together. I think that's part of the matrix. That's part of this huge grand scheme that I, I call, you know, the system or the yeah. matrix or whatever you want to call it. That's this, this mechanism and this grand web of conspiracies that govern our world and keep us enslaved and keep us down and keep us, you know, at a level of uh, servitude, um, keep us, you know, being basically Duracell batteries or, yeah. or other forms of energy that you want to, any type of metaphor you want to describe. Yeah. Well said my, that same exact client, you could tell that he was kind of poking to see where I was at too. And he was like, you ever think we might just be living in the matrix, you know? And I'm yeah. kind of like, we need to get you on the podcast, man. You know what I mean? And he, you know, he talked a lot about Elon Musk saying that, uh, it not only is it, is it possible, but probable that it's happening right now. You know, and this is Elon Musk, you know what I mean? So it's oh, you like, mean like the, what, like a simulation yes, theory thing? Yes. Simulation well, that's theory. where, okay. So a matrix by matrix, so yeah, not exactly. I don't mean like being plugged into something right. and, and being in a completely different, um, spot, like in a digital space. I right. mean, like, by by matrix, I mean like a a system of programs, yeah. And say religion is a program, right? Um, governments a program in each government in the world, and then the the overall bot um, bodies that that work with those and try to get those NATO, um, um, all these other governing bodies that try to tie other you know corporations together, right. corporations all of that stuff, the things that keep us from being kind of tribal nomadic peoples living in harmony with the rest of the world and the rest of society, instead of we're this greedy, you know, um, possession based, not everybody in the world is, but at least our society, we're materialistic. We look at what, what can we get to make us happy? And it's usually an item. It's usually some sort of object, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be maybe a house, maybe it's a car, Maybe it's a degree, a diploma. Well, they keeping up. They used to be keeping up with the Joneses, and now it's keeping up with the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Isn't that fucking crazy, yeah. bro? When do you think it started to get so corrupt? Like, you know, I'm assuming at some point, you know what I mean, everything was was smoother. Like, well, there's many think? theories about that. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm of the belief, and I'm so hardcore into history that I think that human civilization. I mean, we're getting deep real quick, sure. but human civilization has been. Um, started and stopped 
And by stopped, I mean there have been extinction level events yeah. to wipe out the mass population off the face of the so earth. So this has happened multiple times. Several times. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of evidence that kind of supports that theory. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of lack of evidence that really goes in to show hardcore concretely when and how that happened. Mm. But when you look at certain um, buildings and places that are really uninhabited now, like ancient stone structures that have been vitrified, meaning heated, superheated to a point, usually a nuclear blast would have to be or some sort of right. <clears throat> like uh, meteor type impact, which is a nuclear type um, of a reaction as well. Um, then you're like, okay, some sort of high level weapon or right. something was used here, but it wasn't modern. So right. when the fuck did that happen? Right. Then you also look at these ancient civilizations that have documentation. I mean, India. So India, I mean, there's over a billion people there and there's been people there for a long fucking time, you know, and they have documentation going back saying that their civilization or originated over 50,000 years ago. And the yeah. Bhagavad Gita is amazing. And it's one of the best religious manuscripts that you'll ever find. Um, and a really great, um, enlightening, you know, like religious, religious ethos, but you can, uh, you can go across all of Asia and see all sorts of structures and the stuff that's off in the oceans too, especially the stuff that's off the sea of Japan. Yeah. And then also in the, the, um, off of, uh, the coast of India, that's like between 60 and 200 feet below the sea level. Mm. I mean, we're talking about amazing palaces and, and other things that had to have existed and been built at a time where the water levels were much lower exactly on earth, which we're talking tens of thousands of years ago. Yeah. So there's definitely things that just don't add up. And like, I mean, I remember seeing documentaries on, like you were saying, but with, with the heating that there was stones that were cut so perfectly to fit inside of other spaces. Machu that, Picchu. Yes. Like it, like it would be very difficult to even, even, you know, we obviously we could do it now, but then. Oh, we look at them and we're like, that's beautiful. That's yeah. crazy. You know, it's amazing how they found one stone that just fit perfectly yeah. with this other. And then, then they didn't find that shit. Yeah. They took a goddamn lightsaber or right, something. Right. And then they used some sort of anti-gravitational, you know, device or tele or some form of um, telekinesis or something. To sure. to put those things into place because when you're looking at these ma I mean these massive monoliths and these other stones that make foundations, there's no way that even our modern technology and cranes can put some of these things into place. And so you're like, how did they do that? Yeah, it was so long. Ago. It wasn't rolling stuff on logs, man. Right. It wasn't hemp ropes. Well, and then also and you, massive slave power. Most of the time, you see these things too. Whatever marble they have was from very far away too so not only even if you just had it in your backyard it's incredibly but it but it came from so far away dude there's wow. so much evidence out there that uh that there was a level of technology that existed sure. in the past that we're, it's not accounted for now and right. you know when you talk about um the burning of Ale um, alexandria and then solomon's libraries mm -hmm. and all these things we're talking about places that were known for having knowledge yeah for having history there okay this is what happened we're explaining the past and, and knowledge is power so if you want to have power in this world gaining knowledge is one of the best ways i mean that's why i love podcasts and the sharing of information right. knowledge is power for me it's not you know i'm not trying to dominate the world i'm not an egomaniac but i am trying to live harmoniously in yeah. my own being and in my own state and and work with the world around me and stuff and figure this shit out. You know, what is the meaning of life? 
Uh, it's not one of those things that I think is an impossible question. I think that there's tools and evidence around us to help us gain that knowledge. Yeah, if, we're getting closer and closer. I mean, every day we're learning new knowledge that things that we just never even thought we'd be able to figure out. Even look at some of the AI stuff going on today. You know, what I, I mean? guess it's, that shit trips me out, bro. Yeah. Like, I want a Skynet tattoo because right. you know, and I mean, that would be badass. I yeah, I mean, I'm Sean King, brother. <laughs> Get that one on the game plan. Let me know when you got time. Skynet, I think right here above right. my wrist is going to fit. But yeah, a nice, nice little pyramid, the original fucking logo. You know, if you guys want to join our conversation as well, like, um, you know, we, we uh, release the podcast originally through uh, an app called Anchor, anchorfm.com, I believe, if you go on the, on the internet. But if you just download the free app from Anchor, you can actually go and find our podcast and you can send us a message. You just hit record. You just ask us a question. You and I will go through them and let's get some of these. Let's get some of our listeners. Yeah, questions. man. The interaction. Last, yeah. The last podcast we put out had over a thousand listeners, which is amazing. Thank you Thank guys you. so much. But yeah, we want to hear some questions. Some of the, you know, some of the stuff we're talking about, like join us, join in on our conversation. So yeah, I know everybody has, you know, questions about religion yeah. and, and yeah, let's, and spark, let's spark and, some stuff. Like I want to learn some stuff from you guys. I want to talk about this stuff. And I love how you can do that. You know, kind of like, it's kind of like calling in and like, I mean? and me, me and Joshua were, we were going to do this before the health thing ever got started. So please don't be turned off by our health talk. And if, if it's a little too much from time to time, sure, sure. it's okay to let us know that too, sure. because we do we can talk about a, a wide range of issues right. and that's what we really get into. I yeah. Mean, you know, obviously this is a big thing in my life right now. You know what I mean? But this isn't, just it will be forever. Yeah, it exactly. will be forever. It be. And it is in my life yeah. and it always has been. I mean, since I, I started seeing you, I always brought a smoothie, right. you know, in a, in a little cooler. You right. said, Hey bro, how do you get this shit? So how does how, this shit stay so cold? Man? Right, right, well, right. Cause I start cold from the start. You right. know, I use frozen berries and stuff. And then I put the jars, when I pour the smoothie out of my Blendtec blender, the shit doesn't just pour out. It's like kind of congealed because right. it's still like it's partly already, frozen. Yeah. So I have to like jiggle that shit out really gently so it gets into the jar. Then I fucking cap that real quick, throw it in the very top of my fridge where the cold air comes out into my fridge. Nice. And that's where I store them. And then I put them on ice in a cooler when I, like, I travel. I, I noticed that you, you got a lot of systems. I do. Bro. This is what I, you know, I do this. People call that anal. Right, right. I just think it like it works for me. You're just, I, I just call it doing shit right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it works for me, yeah. it works for me. Yeah. I, I so think, if you want to have your smoothies be cold as fuck and right. then have them, that's you know, the crispy, fresh, ready, See, you're ready to go. Sean's dropping knowledge. That's one way to go. And people, you know, you don't want to put them in the freezer because they're going to rock up. Yeah. But you don't, you don't want them to be like, just kind of like, you know. When I was younger, I made, I made the mistake of putting a can of Coke in the freezer. Yeah. Everybody's made yeah, that mistake. That shit fucking exploded everywhere. <laughs> Bro, beer is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, usually you just want like that beer to not be warm and you want that alcohol you just mm -hmm. need it you know it's like i want this beer to chill out and right. calm down but i don't want to drink a warm beer it's fucking disgusting what am i a heathen so you throw <laughs> it in the animal? free yeah i'm yeah. not an animal i'm a normal <laughs> good adult human being right right so you throw it in the freeze and then you forget about it because you know you took a bong rip or you might already been a little bit meh. so you go in there and it's it's you got frozen beer up in your fridge yeah i don't miss those days no i don't, no, I don't um, but all. i do for those people who you know, or like, dude, you, you're anti-alcohol or whatever. I'm not anti-alcohol. I have alcohol at my house for guests. Sure. You know, I like people to be comfortable. It's just one of those things that I don't like thinking about my caloric intake. I think enough about cupcakes. I think enough about yeah, donuts. Yeah. I think enough about chocolate. I think enough about stuff 
to have something else in my body that actually affects my, um, you know, it's psychoactive. Alcohol affects you on a molecular level, but it also totally affects every part of your brain and how it works. And when I, you know, I'm not talking about, I'm not going to fuck a hooker if I have some beers. I'm not going to, you know, the skanky girl thing that was, you know, just being extreme about it. I never, you know, I always had some standards, but it's one of those things where, you know, I don't like things to influence me in a negative way. I don't want something to take away from the, you know, the even my hydration yeah you know, i don't want to be de- dehydrated I, I just never like i just don't like not being in control i don't know that's just my i think that's just me you know what i mean and that's part of it too because it'd be harder for me to not eat a donut yeah. it'd be hard for me to not want to get a uh, fucking cupcake in my system i understand like the social lubrication and all that and like fortunately that's not been a struggle for me like i just like to go out and like have a good time i'll make people laugh i'll laugh with them and pretty soon we're just kind of vibing but I know some people do need that something to loosen them up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know I, mean? I get, I totally get that. I totally get that. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. But that's yeah. that's the shitty thing is that when you become a, addicted or when you become yeah. dependent on that as your social lubricant, yeah. and just instead of learning how to take deep breaths, yeah. Okay, I'm anxious around these people, or if you're always anxious around a certain group of people, they might not be the right group of people. So yeah, how yeah, many people, learn. and they might just be drinking buddies. Yeah. So you might have a really unhealthy habit that you've developed that then you have support from your network there who are just like, we love to do this. Yeah. yeah, of course you love to do it because you're fucking doing it all the time. And it's one of those things. And alcohol really is addictive. So when, you know, you see me taking puffs on my uh, pens or joint or bongs or whatever it is, it's one of the, I'm not having a, uh, um, a chemical reaction that's causing an addictive, you know, right. you know, um, feeling in my body that's going, I need to satisfy this feeling. I really need to get chronic in there because fuck man, I haven't, I, it's usually, I'm not even thinking about it. I have to usually go, you know what? I need to take a fuck. I need to smoke. Right. I need to do this. I want to do it because I'm going to be switching gears at this point point. Um, and I want, this is going to help add to that. Right. Um, when people are like, bro, you sound like, you know, your thought process isn't completely crisp and stuff, or, you know, you struggle for finding words and stuff. Sometimes I do, but it's because I'm just trying to convey a thought sure, sure. and I'm trying to do it articulately and I want to communicate well. So usually it's just in my own head. I'm like, okay, how do I say this? Yeah. Um, well, and that's the whole thing that, you know, really the idea behind this podcast is like we don't really script anything. I, I, I take a couple notes, but honestly, yeah. we have no idea where this is going, which yeah, is sometimes, we never even, yeah. sometimes why it might seem like it jumps here and there. But this is just a conversation between two friends. And we are kind of having it like you guys are the friends that are joining us. You totally are, too. That's yeah. the thing. It's like at points we're going to be starting playing clips. People will yeah. hopefully send us voice messages and stuff. And we will go, hey. Let's yeah, play some voice messages. Exactly. And then, because awesome. you can do that on that Anchor app, yeah. app especially, yes. you, there's a thing, a button to press. And yeah, we tested said, it out. It was awesome. So, like, again, it's just it's just Anchor. The, the app is free. Yeah. I'm sure it's on Android as well as uh, iOS. But, yeah, just, you know, find us and, and, and send us messages. And we're going to be on YouTube. So, f- you know, try to follow us on YouTube. Yeah, as long as everything goes smooth with this, we should be on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, we have the audio lined up and everything. This is kind of new for me. But, uh, a lot of people asked. A lot of people are like, you know, I like to just throw it on in the background. So if it's on YouTube, it'd be cool. So well, I listened to it and it sounded pretty good. Right. Um, actually, it sounded good. So because I have a high standard for podcasts, sure. you know. You, well, not, yeah, we listened to like the best podcasts. So we're trying to. This one's going to be mastered, also by the way. So the sound will be better. So. Sweet. Well, um, another really good podcast to listen to is the Fighter and the Kid because yes, they kind of do their the it. same thing. It's just like they show up and then it's like, all right, bro, what's going on today? Yeah. Let's talk. You know, yeah. what's what's up. Um, and then you really do get kind of more of an organic, um, chemistry out of yeah. that. Yeah. When I first heard about podcasts, I was kind of turned off by it. I was like, what even is that? But 
once you hear a couple of good ones, which would be amazing if this turned into one of those someday, you know what I mean? But right now we're just having a good time. But uh, I love, you know, I love audiobooks and I, I love listening. Like as soon as I'm finished tattooing, I throw on a podcast while I'm cleaning up and everything. And I just, I guess I just feel like I'm constantly being fed information. A lot of times it's funny. You know what I mean? I love humor. And uh, so that's to me, that's just my turn on. It's just like, I like that fly on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. That background. Yeah. I do too. And it's, it's something that I developed because my brother really had to push the podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast on me. I mean, we were going down to Glendale for the national championship in 2010. Um, I took him down there cause I'm a fucking awesome brother and I paid for the whole trip nice. and I got, I paid, it was $2,000 per ticket and I got offered wow. $6,000 per ticket by StubHub and I still gave my brother that ticket. Wow. Yeah. That's that You are a good brother. And I'm a big fan. Wow. So, so anyways, we had a great time even though we lost that game and my brother put on the podcast when we were actually got home. And we're driving from the airport to his uh, condo at the time. And he mm-hmm. was like, all right, brother, I've been telling you about this podcast. Now I'm going to make you listen to it. And I was just like, he is going to make me listen to it. This motherfucker. I'm, I'm in his car. You had no I, idea. No, I couldn't move yeah, or anything, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, okay, let's listen to dudes talk. Yeah, you're like <laughs> fucking fantastic. Right. right. Well, cool, dude. I mean, the UFC commentator. and comm- I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about eating donkey dicks right, and right. weird shit. But no, um, it was just really cool, fucking intimate look, and they was uncensored, and that's what I really liked. Is yeah. the dudes were able to say fucking shit, and I, I, right. I, I smoke weed, and have you ever done DMT? And you know, mushrooms are you know cool, and you know, other things are cool too. But you gotta be careful about the shit. Right. And I was like, wow, snap, that's like real truth. Yeah, that's you, like yeah, you hadn't heard stuff. like It that felt before. like talking to my friends exactly, and that's why I was like, okay, you know, th- th- there's certain things that these guys are onto, yeah. and this is some some really cool fucking media. And then I got hip to like audiobook. I can't remember. Oh, it was the Game of Thrones audiobook. Oh, yeah. Because I got the first one free. Right. And uh, I was like, you know, I had read them first, which those books are amazing. When people love the show, everybody loves the show. And then everybody who's like, yeah, have you read the book? The books are fucking epic. Right. There's so many more characters. It's point of view shit. So each chapter is through that person. So you also get the inner monologue. Yeah. That's why it's so good. You you get all these things that aren't even close to the end of the show. It's so brilliant. And Tyrion is my favorite. So I'm already on book three again. That's so. cool that Tyrion like remained because he's always been my favorite. I have not read the books yet, but it's cool. You're going to freak. You, you go, yeah. The first book you listen to, as soon as you get into Tyrion's brain, you go, oh, I'm done now. Nice. I know I'm done. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm listening to hear Tyrion every right. fucking time. Right. But after you do it, you know, I used to cringe when Cersei would when they come to her chapters and now I don't because yeah. I'm like so into her fucked up mind and right. I can almost empathize with her crazy bullshit. I know. Isn't that weird when you start doing that? Like, I love a, a mo- when a movie's so good when you're like, I know this is the bad guy. That's but how you know it's good, I, man. I get that's, it. That's how you know it's yeah. that good. And there's never been another uh, author to be able to capture individual characters and time together in a storyline like George R. R. Martin. I mean, I've read all the epic right. fucking um, series of fantasy series that are worth reading. And George R. R. Martin's the best by far. That's why the show is amazing. Cause they just take, they butcher kind of the dialogue in the book and then, you know, sure. Add it to the uh, dialogue in, in, in the fucking show. But the fucking books are so amazing and I love them. So I keep on reading or listening to them because there's little details, you know, there's like, um, cause there's still two books to be written trying to figure out this puzzle. What, what, you know, who, 
who says some little bit of information that's going to play this huge mm-hmm. thing. And you're just like, well, what the fuck? Where did Jagan Hagar come from? Mm-hmm. And then after he leaves Arya in the second book, where the fuck does he go? And then, you know, there's a lot of other characters that you're kind of like, well, what, what it, you know, you know that they're doing stuff right. because in each book he unveils new characters too. And so by the fifth book, there's like 35 characters that you're reading through each wow. point of view and he tying this whole story together. And you're like, this is so fucking grand. It's unbelievable. And it's so detailed that you can just like picture it better than any other thing. My other favorite book. That's just like one book is Stephen King's it. That book is, yeah. and I was onto that way before they made the movie. Yeah, and I was telling yeah, you, I was yeah. like, yeah, finally they're making a good movie out of it. It's about time. Right. But I feel like Do you they should have done a good job. Uh, yeah, they did for what, for film one, for yeah. chapter one. But I felt like they should have done a Netflix series, man. They should have done a total 10 hour fucking series. It's a 50 was... hour book yeah. on autumn. People oh, know really? when you see it, it's a Bible. It is. Wow. It's thicker than a Bible. It's so intimidating that people don't want to read it. So they go and they watched. And there's only the the Tim Curry one before. Yeah. Like there's not another. Well, he, he, it came out in 1985 or 86. Right. So, and it, the original storylines from like 1957 is when the original murder wow. starts with uh, um, Georgie. Mm-hmm. When, you know, the yeah. fucking that original scene. Mm-hmm. And when they're all kids, it's in the 50s, 58, 57 or 58. Then when they're adults, it's in 85. Mm-hmm. So, and it tells the storyline first of like the kids and then it starts tying in stuff from from like adult then it goes back and they don't remember shit because until later later on in the book then they start remembering stuff from when they were kids and their experiences and it's so fucking good it's so it's chilling but it's not just dark it has the opposite too because Mm -hmm. it's it's a book about light and dark it's the yin and the yang yeah and it's about balance it's about universal balance it has amazing like deities in it. Um, the creator of the universe is in it. Um, and then this other really positive, like God. And then there's the dark creature that they call it. Right. And so it's this amazing take on light and dark and that balance and that struggle and in the back and the forth told through the experience of kids and adults. It's really relatable, man. I mean, it's from the fifties, but and they didn't have fucking cell phones. Look how, look how ahead of the times that was. That like, you know, you, you heard us talk a couple of times on this podcast about being fascinated by people who do these amazing things. Like, that's incredible. he was on the right drugs. Stephen King, that book, it. Yeah, he was on the best balance of blow and right. whatever the fuck he was right. on that time. It's the best single. If you're ever, if I was stuck on an island with one book, it would be that book, because. I could die feeling like I had read something that was, I wouldn't give a fuck about the Bible, the Quran, any of that shit. Give right. me Stephen King's nice. it and I'll figure this shit out. Right. And Stephen King's it and the fucking coconut tree. And when people are like, well, what's up with the kids fucking and shit? It's not about kids fucking. It's about, it's, much, it's a much fertility deeper, yeah. cult. It's yeah. about an ancient fertility ritual. Right. Look into fertility cults and fertility rituals. Right. And then you kind of understand this grand as- aspect. Yeah, I noticed the new movie really glossed over that. It was very, uh, yeah, well they're I think they're going to get into it in the sure. second movie and they, but the cool thing was about the first movie is they had introduced the turtle, which is mm-hmm. the being of light and the antithesis of it. So, so read that book. I mean, do it on audible because Stephen Weber, yeah. who does the voices is so We're not sponsored good. by audible. 
by the way. But yeah, this is an unofficial advertisement yeah. for Audible. I know we talk about it a lot, but I don't want people to think that we're just like pushing it, but we just happen to really... We pay for Audible, yeah. so yeah. I pay to I mean, if you're listening and you want to send us some free shit, then hey... You yeah, know, I will definitely cool. take free credits, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I will take some endorsement at some point because I definitely can tell talk about how awesome the entertainment of Audible is because Steven Weber, for the book It, does such a good job, man. He does all the voices, and nice. he's like fucking perfect. And then... Roy Doltrice does the Game of Thrones, so it's one reader. One reader does all 35 of those wow. characters. Not only those characters, the characters that they interact with. Right. So you're talking about probably hundred, literally hundreds of characters throughout those books. Jeez. You know, whether it's a barmaid or a fucking whoever, some guard, hey, you know, whatever it is. I'd have a hard time remembering. Like, I'd do the barmaid one way, and then when I went back, exactly. it'd be a different barmaid. And he keeps this shit straight. And it's not only that. It's about how the person whose point of view is hears that person nice so it's also it's so like it kind of does change it a does bit. change yeah. a little bit but it's on purpose he keeps track of it and it's it's so that's why i'm like it's beyond good you couldn't do this shit yourself nice. you can't do this this well in your head yeah so uh, read the books they're amazing and then listen to audible or however you want to fucking do it because nice. we have like three years until the next season's coming out so, you know, so you have time, man. You can catch up on these books. They're fucking epic. And each one's like. I'm sold. I mean, you got me pumped on it. I, you know, for me, it's a matter of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, like, I like to get here early and kind of get set up. And I like to hang out a little bit afterwards. I think I'm just going to start putting them on. Bro, and, I was doing you know. it while I was on the AMT machine today. Nice. I mean, it was some Tyrion stuff and some other stuff. And I was like, this is juicy enough that I'm entertained. I'm going to. That's I'm gonna. funny that you say that too, because when I first started running or training or anything, it was always like the most aggressive music. Yeah. And then I noticed like, as it became my life, I'm like, I can listen to, you know, I can listen to audiobooks. I can listen to podcasts. It's like, Anything that just keeps me interested, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All of a sudden, I'm like, shit, I've been going 15 minutes. I've been going 20 That's minutes. That's nice. You start watching the clock, and yeah. it feels like an eternity. Instead you know of I mean? needing somebody screaming at you, yeah. go, motherfucker, go, motherfucker, exactly, go. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can just be entertained. I can tune out because yeah. my body knows what it's doing. I've got the fucking muscle memory down. I've got yeah. my rhythm down. So now I'm just going to be entertained yeah. and live my life. And you just so happen to be doing like exercise and yeah. shit while you're doing it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, get a little Bluetooth speaker. I mean, the, the, the phones now scream, you know, nowadays oh, yeah, they, the yeah. speakers on these phones. That's why I had it's ridiculous. I was taking a picture of a tattoo the other day. I've got, a, I've got the nicest camera you can buy today. And the iPhone pictures that my customers taken were like pretty close. And I was like, motherfucker. I know, bro. Not that the iPhones are cheap. They're still a thousand bucks, but you know what I mean? Like I really researched my cameras and I was just like, I mean, it definitely, ultimately mine's it is better, but goddamn, everybody's it's got so it. slim of a margin. It's, most people wouldn't be able to even tell the difference. So now the camera is being converted to a studio camera. Exactly. So there yeah. we go. But yeah. it so has this a, should look really good, by the way, because this is a super nice camera, even though it's low light and everything. So we have a dual purpose. Hopefully, the batteries are playing on it. I we're know. Not just like talking. We here. might be talking to it. If there's no video, then we'll fix it next time. But you know, and, and, and you know, speaking of of exercising, uh, a lot of you have already sent in videos and have they? Written. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah. So, I haven't seen or heard from anybody. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just keeping it. I'm kind of just monitoring. Um, thank you for everybody that sent it in. This is going back to the tattoo contest. If you, if this is your first time listening, I, <clears throat> I want, I want people to join this contest where basically you prove to me that you are super motivated to get healthy. This isn't about like necessarily just losing weight. This is healthy. I don't want you to starve yourself. But um, you can message me for details about it. But ultimately. Um, I think we've got about uh, 20 days left. 
I'm going to give away $1,000 worth of my tattoo time. This is There's nothing involved. You have to buy nothing. You have to do nothing. This is literally just me giving it to you. That's how excited I am about helping people get on the right path. So uh, listen to the first, or no, sorry, second episode. There's much more details about that. Tell your friends. Join the contest. It's completely free to join. But I've, I've, I've gotten a handful already. Because uh, that was 10 days ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I've gotten four, uh, four really solid ones. A couple of emails just kind of asking about, but uh, I'd like to get a good eight or ten to, to choose from. And even if you don't win the, the grand prize of the thousand dollar tattoo, as said in uh, episode two, I'm going to give away prints, T-shirts, stuff like that. So you know, it's going to be worth it. Honestly, it's going to just be worth it for yourself anyway. But uh, this is just my way of I want you to feel as good as I feel. I really do. You know. Yeah, I mean that's beautiful inspiration. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing about how people progress. Yeah. I can't wait to have the winner in here someday, you know, talking about their story. Yeah, you know, that's going to be awesome. Podcast, Dude, right? that's going to be so fucking yeah, I just, awesome. I just think, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I can't shut up about it, but I, if you could just know how good I feel. <laughs> Dude, know? and they will. Yeah. And, and if they don't, it's okay because, you know, this content's here. Just like yeah. Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, it's out there. And when you get to a chance to download it yeah. or when you do get a chance to listen to it, if any of this stuff kind of sinks in or resonates with you, then that's awesome. And if yeah. it doesn't, then, you know, at least it's just something that you you know you're getting kind of educated to a little bit and yeah. stuff because the nutrition stuff is really good. I mean, not drinking water ten minutes before you know. Yeah, during this is, and after this you is eat. stuff that I didn't know. You know what I mean? And like, I'm learning this and sharing this with you guys as as it comes in. So I think that's where I have a unique perspective. You know, you have a lot of history and understanding of this. I'm going through this now. I'm learning shit that I shouldn't do. I shouldn't yeah. overtrain. I'm learning this. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I talk I about this stuff every day with people. Right. So that's why it's so natural for me. And I don't feel like yeah. we're force feeding people some, some stuff to be yeah, like, man. It's you'll like, get healthy and get fucking, ha- get some abs yeah. and go, I, you know, I've, I had to learn that like, there's not some secret shake that's for everybody. Like it's not tailored perfectly to everybody. You know what I mean? you got to find what works for you. And as I'm finding things that work, we're going to share it on here. And stuff's going to change. Because you're going to be able to do more. Exactly. Probably a little bit more fruit and stuff as you need more yeah. sugars and you start you know, burning yeah, and more speaking calories. of which, I'm still off all medications. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Good job. I, I had one, uh, not sure why, I had one night where my blood was like a little bit high and it kind of panicked me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I, I'm not ready. And it's everything. But it, I don't know. It was just one, and it wasn't even that high. It wasn't even diabetic high. It was just a little high, a little spike. Yeah. Well, you're sensitive. Yeah. Here. But it's been down. So, like, you know what I mean? For those that are following the whole thing, like, I was originally on three different medications. I'm on zero. I'm controlling it with my diet and my willpower, basically. You know what I mean? And my goal is to reverse it, um, it you know, put it in remission. Yeah. Know, and I'll keep everybody updated for well, sure. And even if people aren't starting from where you're starting from, so this, you know, complete, like, you know, yeah, you don't really out of healthy, yeah. really, you know, unhealthy, out of shapes place. If you're trying to start from more of a, okay, well, I've already got a decent routine down yeah. and stuff, but how do I tailor that? That's cool too. Absolutely. That's like, I mean, you could be starting from anywhere. Joshua's motivated me to really, you know, spend extra time working on things, just getting that much stronger yeah. and getting my diet that much more dialed in. And the fasting thing, I'm really adhering to that much more for my. Uh, for my sleep. I mean, yeah. my sleep is such a big thing. And that's why if I really am passionate about something, then I'm, it's because it works for me. And that's why I do that. Fasting is because yeah. it helps my sleep more than anything else. I've noticed that. And like not eating sugar. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really ridiculous. I feel like an old person, but 
I'm totally sensitive to that shit. So yeah, so I got to pay attention to it. Yeah, you you, you learn the, what react how your body reacts to things, and you and you figure out figure that out. And again, if this is your first time, I, I highly suggest you go back and listen to the first two episodes. But Sean's talking about intermittent fasting, and honestly, like look into it. It it does wonders. It has so many benefits. It's something that. I will do for the rest of my life. It's the easiest diet you'll ever do. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, the one that we do. Yeah. That one where uh, I was just talking to a dude today about intermittent fasting, like a couple dudes actually, but one of them I was saying, yeah, I couldn't do the one where you, you have to do it for like five to seven days and you just cut the half the calories out. Per right. Day. I, I'm, I'm not that dude. I, I don't like, even, and, I, and I think you're getting the same bit the way that I, I do. I do 16, eight. I think I'm getting the same benefits anyway. Sean doesn't have the the extra fat that I do to lose, so you do a little shorter. Yeah. But um, and and honestly, like sometimes I just feel so good that I'll be like, oh, it's been 16 hours. I'll just take it to 18 because I just feel great, and it just makes when I finally have that first when I break that fast, it just tastes amazing, and I'm just I'm getting all the benefits. You know, well, what I'm if you don't need it, then you don't need it, yeah. and that's where listening to your body is really good. And exactly. That's why I want you to try to incorporate some cannabis at some point, so you're that much more in tune with your body. Right, right. It really does dial in that connection with the body, and that's why so many super athletes use it, and so many other artists. But it's not just the inspirational and cognitive effect; it's also that psychoactive effect and and being connected with your body. And so many yogis I know. I mean, right. we're all big fans of of cannabis, and, and we all smoke because. No, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of yogis out there that don't. Sure. But my crew, we do. And um, it's not, we aren't smoking blunts. We're not getting fucking faded, but we're getting in tune. We're, we're getting, you know, on the level with our body so I can feel what's going on from my fingertips to my toes. Right. And uh, I want to be one solid, strong, healthy unit. So that's why I choose cannabis because when I was beefcake mode a decade ago, 2.30, I wasn't smoking cannabis. I was at a time in my life when I had decided to go really pure and really healthy. And um, so I wasn't drinking. That was, uh, I had quit drinking and doing all other bullshit and even caffeine for a while for a good year. And I mean, it's just hitting the weights hard. Right. And I was living off of dopamine. That was my drug, man. Mm. And, and dopamine is a fucking heavy, heavy drug. That's why you'll see so many dudes. I mean, dudes in prison. That's why they'll they'll lift weights because it's the only yeah. way they can maintain sanity. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, tons of other people that get sober, they start doing that because they're addicts. So yeah, they well, need that, yeah, that exercise addiction. Positive chemical, real. that positive chemical. Yeah. And dopamine is why people do. You know, you do coke, you get some dopamine. That's part of why people get tattooed. Sunshine's that liquid sunshine yeah. in your brain, man. Yeah. So uh, you get that from weightlifting, endorphins, and dopamine, mm-hmm. man. Feels great. Um, and it's just satisfaction. It's like a really satisfying on all sorts of levels, primal, right. primal fucking levels. Yeah. So I just did that gun ho for a while and uh, started blowing up. Like I said, I was working, you know, competing against my brother and right. stuff. And, and uh, so, and I was liking how I looked. Oh man, from, from what I had been like a kind of a frumpy dude, mm-hmm. a little beer bod, not yeah. bad, but you know, a little bit though. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of construction and just been drinking beer and had been into pills and stuff and not healthy, but not horribly out of shape either. And then getting in, it's putting some nice muscle on my body, start feeling good. Well, I, I didn't want to stop and I didn't listen to my body and that's what cannabis and other hallucinogens really do. They let you know what the fuck's going on inside your body. Right. They go, okay, this is, this is where you're at. And uh, a lot of them, they do it in your brain too. So that's why, you know, a lot of people have different, have bad experiences or have had a bad experience because you weren't mentally prepared 
for for a hallucinogenic experience but when it's really minor especially with weed and you don't go crazy into the the fucking other dimensions and you're just in tune with shit right it's really healthy and it's really helpful to let you know exactly what your body's saying to you it's that feedback your body will tell you right and i'm not saying you need to have weed with it but you you know it's really hard to stay in tune with your body in the society with all the different frequencies and things that are going on social media fucking Regular media, life, yeah. you know. Especially today. Today it's just coming at us from every angle. Every angle. Yeah. And that's part of the matrix. It's part of that thing that kind of keeps you overstimulated. Yeah. So you're not exactly in this nice little zen har- harmonious place where you can start really, you know, feeling what is the re- reality going on around you. Yeah. What is going on? Don't tell me what's going on. I can see and feel and hear and know what's yeah. going on. And uh, that's when you start really gaining your own truth. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm a huge advocate for cannabis. And a lot of my friends are too, as it really helps us to achieve that awareness. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think that comes around to, you know, why we chose to call the podcast, the art of truth. Yeah. You know, somebody wrote me recently, you know, when, when we were advertising it on Facebook and he was like, you know, very cool name, but what's the truth part, you know? And there's so many, so many sides to that. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, just like you said, you know, discovering the truth about yourself and about, you know, being in touch with your own body, you know, and to me, you know, I can also look at the truth as some of the things that I've seen as far as going back to health, being true to yourself. You know what I mean? It's real easy, you know, to make excuses and to, you know, to listen to your family that tells you everything is fine, but you got to just look at yourself in the mirror and be true with yourself. You know, when I first was learning how to tattoo, once every six weeks, I would, you know, this is before digital photographs, I would take all my photographs from every tattoo I did, even if I did a bad tattoo, which I did, and I would lay them out on the floor, just lay them all out, and I would look at them with a sober eye and be real honest with myself of where I'm at in my tattoo career, where I'm at in my experience, and I was truthful with myself, which helped me become the better artist that I am today, and I will continue, hopefully, to continue being a better artist as I continue to be truthful with myself, you know? I got myself into my unhealthy lifestyle and I got myself or getting myself out of it by being truthful. That's the essence of truth. And I love it because I mean, nobody wants to look at themselves in a negative light per se, unless they're trying to better themselves. They're trying to figure out what the problem is because it's hard to fix something unless you know what the fuck you need to fix. And that was my, my main thing. So one of the reasons why I have some depth and some character is because I did a lot of crazy shit growing up. Right. A lot see, of I like that because like you speak from experience, you speak from truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's real. It's one thing to sit up here and just yap about stories, but when you lived it. Yeah. I you mean, know. you've been privy to experiences in my life since I met you. Yeah. So, you know, some pretty crazy, some ones. pretty crazy <laughs> ones. So, you know, that there's a lot of truth that I resonate from and that <clears throat> when I speak about things, you're not just like, Oh shit, I don't really know if he's right. coming from a place. It's like, no, I know that. And right. I, and that's a part of Sean and that's, yeah. that is me. And that's why I speak so passionately about those things that I do know, because that's, that's my, that's where I, I should be speaking. And that's why I'm passionate is because it is truth to me. Mm-hmm. And people speak all sorts of their own truths too. Um, and a lot of them will preach at you and stuff. I mm-hmm. hope I don't ever come across as preachy. That's not something I want to do. Sure. I just want to come across as somebody that has experienced something that you're now privy to knowing mm-hmm. and that's how I think we feel connected is that you go, Oh, well that guy did stupid shit at some point in his life, but right. look where he's at now. You know, he, 
he he was there right and now he's here like you that's what's so weird it's like even though you did stupid shit and i certainly did i look looking back i don't even know if i'd change much of it yeah and that's i think like it still made me i think that's the mark of success yeah is is like when you don't have regrets yeah there's stuff that of course if i could change yeah i would love to go back you know fucking ghost of retard past right hey bro yeah don't do that you know but then you'd be on a different path though you know but then i would yeah and it was that experience just like you hitting that fucking wall where you you walk 13 miles and you you had the experience this is a fucking boundary i i'm gonna i felt like i was sick there yeah i didn't even it like just happened you just had to experience it and even people you know they hear me saying oh i'm getting you know getting diabetes was the best thing that ever and it sounds so crazy for people to hear that but I'd I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I'd fucking be fat. Yeah. Well, the unhealthy. pre-diabetes thing didn't help you at all. Exactly. I was just I was just like it, awesome. It, it almost like it. encouraged you to keep going. Yeah. So you're telling me you I weren't. don't have diabetes. Sweet. Like, so I have like more more room to fuck around. Yeah. So like cool. it's such a weird thing to say, and it was one of the scariest. It might have been the scariest day of my life. But I got to be honest with you, I don't know if I change it because I, I'm on my path now, and I know I got a long way to go. I enjoy talking to you guys and I'm so fucking excited about hearing more stories and I hope we fucking start a movement and set this on fire, man. Well, I really do. yeah, I, I can't wait to hear from other people that have, yeah. you know, everybody's got different life experience, but some of, so many of us have commonalities, yeah. common stuff where we're going to resonate with a ton of people going, dude, I feel what you guys are saying yeah. and now you're motivating me. And you know, I was motivated I've said it probably a hundred times already right. on this podcast, but when you posted that thing on Facebook, just letting people know what was up with you. Hey man, fucking, Hey y'all had a health scare, went to yeah. the fucking emergency room after, you know, the, that day was uh, surreal. Yeah. But I love that you shared that was mm-hmm. step one yeah. um, of your story. And this was, you know, sharing that with people going, this has happened to me, but, I'm going to tell you what's happening because I'm scared. I yeah. sensed the scare in you and I time. reached out. I texted you mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm feeling for you. If, let's get you healthy. Right. You know, I'm here to support you. You know, I take my health seriously. You know that I'm a, a resource for you. Right. Utilize me. Do whatever you need to, to fucking, you know, get yourself to a healthy state. And you've been doing that in so many forms and you haven't really, you know, I have to like force you, like, let me teach you shit. Sure, sure. Let me show you shit. Right. <laughs> come I, I, come I, here. I get stubborn. You know what I mean? I just... I definitely like to figure shit out, like, but I'm not avoiding it in any of that. I just, oh, I know, I know. got my weird way of doing. It's things. just you're yeah. a, a very focused right. person, so I have to interject right. into that that path of focus and go. Okay, well, I'm along with you, and our goals are similar, and I feel you, and I want to get you to that place. But right. I also need you to be aware of these other things, and this is what we're going to do to help you gain some awareness yeah. and also be, you know, strong and healthy. So that's why I'm like, okay. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's figure some of these other things out and, and educate you about little things because that's just a part of, of what you need to do. And that's part of why I'm in your life right. and why, you know, we click and stuff is because you're one of those guys who's open to that shit and you go, bro, you know what you're talking about? So share some of that shit with exactly. me. You know, I'm stubborn. So make me see what you're saying. That's what's important is to get with people, surround yourself with people who are positive influences. You know what I mean? If you've got that weird thing where you're like, I don't like hanging out with these people that you're hanging out with the wrong people. Exactly. You know what I mean, like you surround yourself with people that are going to be truthful with you, positive with you and helpful with you and help you grow because you grow, that yeah. honesty yeah. is what's going to help you become a better per- version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's why 
um, if you just have like a crew of drinking buddies and stuff yeah. and you guys just like to go do disc golf so, and everything, those aren't the buddies to talk to about life yeah. issues. Those aren't your, that's not a counselor. You know, you need to go and deal with the things that you need to deal with in a healthy, sober state. Yeah. I, I saw a counselor a couple times in the last month because of some heavy yeah. shit that I can't even talk about right, right now that went down. We will talk about it later. I know a ton of my, my friends and family are waiting for me to broach sure. the subject. And that's real shit. I, I wasn't sure if to bring it up or not. Yeah, we're so not. We can't yet. When you, can, when you can talk about it. So, but through all that, I'm still yeah. maintaining my health. Yeah. And that was a huge. Yeah, because that could have been a huge setback. Oh, that could, fuck. Have, been, that could have been the fucking. In so many spiral. ways. In yeah. so many ways. But I'm ha- happy, healthy, and alive. And yeah. I'm focused on maintaining that and living that. I could have had it. You know, I had a lot of opportunities to go, hey, fuck it. I'm alive. Yeah. Let's. It'd be so easy. take a shot of whiskey and celebrate oh, yeah. this shit or it would, some, been, it would have been so easy for you to make so many pop some champagne. Yeah. Let's toast to yeah. my fucking, to my, yeah. <laughs> to being alive and breathing. So anyways, um, with that, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, am really happy and blessed to be in this state. And I'm happy and blessed that you're in the state that you're in right. because instead of, skinny sean fat joshua podcast right right it's couple skinny dudes and you that just get that, that much been, that would have been a funny name though i think you know yeah, yeah well we can still tweak it Fatty maybe maybe we'll do some fucking like you know little fun shits where right, we right. just have some sweet when you get to a really healthy state right. maybe we'll actually have each have a sweet here and we'll smoke some weed oh, or I like something that. i like that and then yeah. uh we can I'll call smoke you. a joint if you eat some cake i'll I, you know Deal. i'm there you i'm sold <laughs> nice. but but yeah um I, I can't wait to also interact with people. Like, did anybody write to you trying to get us to bring up any topics or anything? I mean, mo- you know, people wrote in and just, you know, said, keep it going. Like a okay. lot of encouragement and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, we do need to talk about some of the alien stuff. Like I mentioned it last Let's time. Bring it up right now. And so like, I mean, a lot, a lot of people were really like, I want to hear. It. And I'm amazed at how many people have these, some oddly similar experiences. You know I, I have met people across the globe yeah. who have talked aliens with me yeah. and there's, so, there's like really highly intelligent people. Yeah. Like my mom, you know, I mentioned her last time a little bit. We'll get into this a little bit. We're getting pretty long, like a quick story. So my mom has always told me that she remembers being, I think about 14, 15 years old. And she said she was riding on horseback with a friend and she vividly remembers this ball, just this metal sphere floating right above the treetops in Indiana. She remembers that, and then she remembers being inside the craft. Oh, shit. Yeah. My mom just never lied. or She's a, you know, everybody says her mom's a saint. My mom's amazing. And she, you know, she's never given me any reason not to believe. So, so minimal, she truly believes this. Um, she 100% remembers that, but that, but she doesn't really remember anything else. But she's since then always been terrified of what they would call the gray aliens like from transfer that movie transformation i think it's called but uh your typical alien what people think of as oh, aliens, i had yeah. alien posters yeah. all over my room growing up so i feel bad now looking back because as an artist i could draw really well so i used to draw these super creepy aliens and my mom would be sleeping and i'd, I'd go into her room and be like mom wake up and i'd hold the picture in front of her face so Damn. she would just wake up and see this alien in front of her face. Damn, that's fucked like, up. Like, what a dick move. Yeah, that's what fucked up. My, my, my poor saint of You're a mother. PTSD. Yeah. So that's been always growing up. I, I've had that situation going on. And then so like, you know, kind of like these conversations, you get these late night conversations. And, you know, my grandmother was visiting one time and I was like, you did, did mom ever tell you these stories? And she was like, oh, I know all about them. And she's like, I got some of my own. It's like, really? 
So she tells me that my mom's brother, my uncle Rick, um, when he was about 16, went out with his friends later than normal. She was, you know, yes, you can stay out till midnight tonight. You know what I mean? And very nervous, was going out with a bunch of friends. So she waited up for him. Of course, there's no cell phones or anything back then. Doesn't come home, doesn't come home. She's getting nervous. There's no way she can get in contact with him. So she finally goes to bed at like 1 a.m. So as soon as she lays down, she says she sees the head, like, the headlights of a car turning into the car, you know, driveway. So she's like, oh, I can relax. Rick's home. Well, she, see, you know, she sees these headlights. She lays down. She figures she'll hear him coming in soon. Doesn't come in. Doesn't come in. Doesn't know what's going on. Then finally she gets up. And she opens the door. And he's laying in the yard face down. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he, according to his words, it was his car that pulled up. Pull, you know, they, they dropped him off. He got out of the car and straight up says that there was a spaceship. Right. He could see the glass. He could see parts of it like he was that close. He was hovering above the house. And he ran towards the house, terrified, tripped over a fucking giant rock in the yard, fucking landed on his face and busted it open in the yard. Oh, shit. And to this day... Never backed off. Never said, "Yeah, I was fucking with you guys." Yeah, I was a drunk. Owns dude. it hard. Has a scar from it. Crazy. I mean, just, that is crazy. You know, it's like, dude, there's so many stories of UFOs, and there's so many depictions of UFOs yeah. throughout of, of flying aircraft. Yeah, throughout history, mm-hmm. and that's why in the Vimana, the the mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the Bhagavad Gita, yep. you know, and in other um, um, parts of India, they have documentation. A flying, sh- and then there's the there's cave paintings of, of, of uh, dude, you know. yeah, and there's also um, those little miniature th- um, things that were made that are like you know aerodynamic aircraft things that they found in Peru that are gold. So yeah. who knows how old those are? Yeah. And then there's also the fucking um, which you can say it's real or fake or whatever you th- you want to say, but the hieroglyph of that Black Hawk helicopter looking oh, thing yeah, and yeah, the yeah. jet, yeah. And a tank. Yeah, I am wondering. And it's just like very, very cool. That's a goddamn helicopter, jet, and tank. Like no doubt. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I wish that, like you know, because there's you know I'll have to tell them other times. There's so many other stories, but I wish something would happen to me. I've seen. You know, like the Phoenix Lights. Do you remember that? That was yeah. something that got me. Yeah, a lot of people were up on that shit. And then the yeah. Elon Musk's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> thing people I remember were like, oh shit, it's on. Yeah. It's on, man. Yeah. So like I'm fascinated by that stuff and like I think we are we would be foolish to think that we're the only ones here. I have so many theories about it. I mean, aliens. come on, you know. What I, I mean, mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I like first off, I think they definitely have a technology that goes in and out of dimensions, mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't just be. It's not just like oh, they're in this dimension mm-hmm. and then they fly and then they're back on Saturn or whatever, yeah. or when they go back to whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, we're likely looking at the wrong thing. Like we're not going to just be visited one day. Like it's our definitely dimensional of yeah. what's going on and mm-hmm. how they they um, how they travel mm-hmm. is I think is off. I think it's a conscious based yeah. technology. So I think it's thought powered or at least controlled mm-hmm. and that they're able to travel through certain dimensions. So they could almost be in the same space as us, but not be here because See, that's fascinating. Yeah. To me. They're in a, like the molecules are in superposition. Yeah. So that stuff, I mean, it gets really deep, but when you start doing some hardcore drugs, yeah, hardcore hallucinogens, um, then you kind of start fucking around with these ideas. Yeah. These the theories. first time I ever took acid, shit like that happened to me i remember writing down notes where just shit just made a lot of sense to me and i remember writing about wormholes and stuff like that i was like 16 years old that's why acid's the shit 
It's I'm, one of those cool. The only thing I hated about it is it was like I'd be high for 13 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so long. You really want to do the cleanest stuff that you can get and then only go slow. Go real light. Don't do I remember this extra one, heavy doses. I remember this one acid story. Me and my friend Eric. What's going on, Eric? Uh, we took acid and it, we weren't feeling it. It just like weren't, I don't know. So we ended up, he lived in a cul-de-sac. And we just like laid down in the cul-de-sac because cars weren't really coming in there on our stomachs and just started talking just like we are now, just talking about life, talking about girls. Like we were in high school, you know what I mean? And like, obviously as we started talking, it kicked in, but we didn't really know it. We were just chilling, you know what I mean? And then by the time we stood up because we'd been laying down so long because we were really high now, we both, I, I remember I looked at him and I'm like, is it me? Or are we, are we giants right now? You know what I mean? Cause we've been laying <laughs> yeah. down and he's like, not only am I a giant, it's snowing on that side of the street. You know what I mean? Just like Holy shit. some of my best memories, you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Those are powerful memories. I have friends that can literally remember like most of what I said during certain fries. Yeah. And a lot of times I was just kind of saying stuff to fuck with them or mm -hmm. whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I used to say some pretty funny shit right. or enlightening shit but it was usually just funny and entertaining um trying to tie certain things together right. to make make these grand things be really common kind of like one of those seven fucking degrees to kevin bacon type yeah, yeah, deals, yeah, you yeah. know <clears throat> and that was because i i saw that there was some some sort of connecting mechanism between mm -hmm. almost every aspect of reality That's but i just brutal. couldn't see it any I could sense way. it. Yeah, I could yeah. sense it. I had glimpses of it. I had these little flashes of that's it. And then mm -hmm. it'd go away, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, there's a huge, somehow that, there's this somehow grand that, fucking picture. And, and then the LSD kind of just tied it in for you. And mostly it was mushrooms at first. Yeah. And that was the hard thing is because the mushrooms were never consistent. So you'd always kind of be like, man, well, I wish we had the same mushrooms that we had last time. Yeah, yeah. So let's take extra ones this time. So it kind of put you on a different trajectory. Yeah. And that's what's, you know, what, what you get in this realm and, and in that world is you get what you get. And so it's really good to, if you find something that's good, that works for you, get enough, yeah get enough that you can do it several times yeah. and enjoy that because if it's good for you, it's good for you. And being in tune with what's going on in the world is good for you mm -hmm. unless you're such a fucking mentally feeble bitch <laughs> right that you just like, i can't handle it right. which for some people that i totally i get that yeah. but i think some people psych themselves up so much it's like people that are like super terrified of needles you know what i mean it's like they just they just psych themselves up that it, and they make it worse than it's ever gonna well there's be. no needle involved in lsd oh i don't even mean that i mean like they remind me of people who like like there's people who get tattooed but like oh, okay. flip out over getting a shot oh no i don't mean needles. we were going from drugs yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was kind of a weird way to segue but no that you're right that and and they're not knowing so it's right. always nice when somebody you know goes hey this shit's amazing yeah. you want to try some some shit that'll like really fucking hit you and get you into this crazy zone and then that's how i i'm never like i never solicit something mm -hmm. it's usually somebody a buddy of mine that's going hey guess what i had the most awesome experience the other day and you can experience it too if you right. want. I'm just letting you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that yeah. at some point. Get me some. Get me something so I can experience that at some point, or at least let me know when I can get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely, uh, I would say if you if you do go to the Anchor Anchor Podcast uh, app and send us questions, send us send us. I want to hear some alien stories. Yeah, man. I want to hear some first time acid stories. Yeah, yeah, and mushroom stories. Mushroom stories, yeah. I love that. that those crazy-ass fucking first glimpse into a different dimension. Yeah. It's one of those things that it's you can't describe it 
unless it happened to you. And yeah. then all you can say is this is how I felt and this is what I saw. You know? Yeah. And that's exactly. awesome. I love that shit. I love that shit. I remember the second or third time I did it, I was with <laughs> one of my other friends. Uh, and then my other, my best friend who is the guy who remembers most of what I'd say and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was one of my next door neighbors. And, uh, he, I had this like fucking closet with a ton of black light posters and mm-hmm. psychedelic shit. And I, black lights days. Yep. I had this badass walk-in closet that was like a spa- sm- so big. It was like a spare bedroom. Nice. It had, it had its own window in your closet, in the closet. Damn. So that's what I mean. Like Damn. it had cupboards and yeah, fucking, yeah. it was badass. And I had this like queen size mattress in there. So it was cool. And then I had my, my bedroom and I had like a little love seat in there and I always had a sick ass Xena 32 inch television and fucking savage badass stereo badass my dad closet, man my no my this was in my 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 actual bedroom oh, okay my dad owned a pawn shop mm. when i was growing up so that's why i have this kind of different unique perspective for people that want to have a background in or understand my background mm-hmm. my mom was a elementary school teacher mm-hmm. and then became a principal after that and my dad was a pawn shop owner slash gun dealer so very right wing and my mom was very left wing. That's interesting. They it was it. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I saw that coming to an end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but I had to, you know, grow up in, in that, and try to find my balance and it was really hard. So, um, I always had really cool shit though. Cause I'd work in my dad's pawn shop. I mean, I had, you know, every single fucking, um, video game console, all the yeah, best I video bet. games, yeah. all the best movies, VHSs. I had yeah. the coolest shit. First off, me and my brother were always allowed to watch whatever movies we wanted growing up anyway. So yeah. f- from like four years old, it was Van Damme and shit. I remember the first Cheech and Chong movie I watched was because my dad was like, we're going to watch Cheech and Chong. And I was like, what's Cheech and Chong? Right. And he goes, oh, you'll see. You're going to laugh your ass that. off. Yeah. This is the funniest. Oh, you're going to see. You're going to love nice. it. And he was drunk, you know, and, and I thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen when Cheech tricks uh, Chong into or no Chong tri- uh, tricks Cheech into uh, sniffing that bag of of uh, laundry soap. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he goes, you know, he goes to get pee for his fucking piss test for his PO. And he's like, yeah, last time I forgot to wash the mayonnaise out of the jar. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, he didn't know what the fuck. He's like, this time I got my sister to pee in it. She's pregnant. It's really going to fuck with his mind. <laughs> and he's all, hey, man, check out what I got, though. <laughs> and he pulls out that fucking Ziploc bag full of fucking powder. And he's like, hey, chinga la gala. You know, he fucking freaks out. He's like, what's up, brother? Let's party. You know, fuck yeah. And he's like, yeah, man. No, I, I, you know, this is actually just for me, bro. And he's just like, what the fuck you mean, bro? What you can't just whip out that shit, bro? Come on. What the, you got to share, brother. Come on. Come on. And he's like, nice. yeah, no, yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I would. I'd love to. You know, I would love to. But, that must have been but I can't because, you know, he's just like, yeah. is this for me? And so he plays him into that thing. And then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, you can, you could smell it. You could really take one quick smell. And he goes, he smells it, you know. And, Fucking, he's just like, yeah, just one quick step, and he buries his head into it and comes up laughing. His right, face right. is all shit, and it's all soap. And he's like, hey, man, that's soap. And then he drinks the fucking piss to, like, wash the shit out. You know, he's give me something to drink. He's like, here you go, man. He had some sh- I was laughing so hard. I remember my dad was, like, crying and nice. shit. It must have been, like, what an experience as a kid. To, I had never seen weed on anything yeah, before, yeah. so that was my first exposure into weed in that life and in, in that stuff. And I remember thinking, I want to watch all these movies. Yeah. And uh, so we were allowed to do all sorts. Well, we were exposed to a ton of shit right. that other people weren't exposed to. I was karate kicking the fuck out of kids in, on the playground and stuff. I mean, right. I have uncountless trips to the principal's office when I was young and, and referrals and suspensions and all that shit. Um, 
you know, that was just how we grew up. We were just dumb and, yeah. and little wild heathens. Yeah. And I had homies that were way more wild. So don't think that I'm, I'm not trying to brag because I keep it real and, and truthful. Right. I have a lot of my buddies were way, way, way more savage than me. And a lot of them aren't alive. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Some are in the pen. Yeah. Um, and that's their truth. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, how, how that's a little bit of my background. Um, but yeah, man, I loved, so we, we did some psychedelics and I remember where my homie was in my closet, black lights on fucking black light posters doing their thing. I was like, that's too intense for me. I'm, I'm not trying to feel that. Me and my other buddy, there's three of us, me and my other buddy here <clears throat> and the black, the Blair Witch movie had just came out that weekend. I remember that it would mm-hmm. just come out and we're hanging out it's nighttime it's like midnight we had waited till my mom went to bed to eat these mushrooms eighth grade summer and uh they were really intense and i remember looking at my my one friend in regular light not black light and he had like two eyes and then he blinked and then another set of eyes came on his forehead and his skin went like yellow like the simpsons yellow right i remember it like took on this different texture too Mm -hmm. when i just looking at it right and I was like, bro, you got four fucking eyes, bro. <laughs> this is some, I love these mushrooms. I don't mean to alarm you, man, but. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, yeah, I bet, bro. <laughs> and he was staring at this alien poster who, because I, I had alien posters right. all around my room. And there was this alien, I still remember it, behind a fence. And on the fence, there was a sign saying, no trespassing, Area 51, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he was like looking out like he was a prisoner. And my buddy was just tripping out on this poster, and he's like, "You think that alien's sad, man?" All right, can you hear me? Okay, sorry about that, guys. Perfect. We uh, just kind of ran out of tape, basically. So, gonna let Sean finish. I'm a long-winded dude. I'm sorry. Okay, (laughs) if you're over this fucking mushroom story and then whatever else it was going into, and even mentions of Blair Witch, but yeah. So, anyways, I saw like different textures and multiple eyes on one of my best friends at the time. And Turning yellow. I didn't expect that shit. Right. I didn't, I'd never experienced that before because the first time I did it, it was pure dark. And so all of my sensory perception just went to basically my audible stuff. Right. And then also I think my pineal gland was totally activated because there was a lot of like little telepathy going on. So the visual stuff was all sorts of crazy. And then when my, my one buddy um, who was my next door neighbor thought that his older brother, who's my best friend, Austin right. um, was was in peril, like mortal peril, because him and our friend Abe were up here at the U of O doing some uh, football training. And uh, then they went and saw the Blair Witch at the McDonald Theater after that. And, right. and Willie was like, Austin's not home. Dude, I, guys, I think Austin's dead. Oh, wow. I, I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's just freaking He out. would be home by now. If he's not home, he's dead. I have to go tell my parents. I have to go wake my parents up and tell them that Austin's dead. And we're like... Chill the fuck out, Willie. Chill the fuck out, you crazy little son of a bitch. You're not here. Your right. brother's not dead. Him and Abe are doing something. She definitely, we don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they're probably having a good time. They're definitely not dead, dude. And, uh, and we're, you know, Willie, as soon as he went like out of my bedroom, cause I lived up upstairs, mm-hmm. it was like dark. Um, the whole hallway was and the stairs down and he wouldn't even fuck. He was supposed to go get us Kool-Aid and shit. Cause we were super thirsty <laughs> and he was a scared of the dark, like petrified and shit. He was like, I can't even go. So he wouldn't have ever made it across the street to tell his dad that anyways, but that was what was going on in his head. Right. And, uh, 
And I'm glad that we kept our sanity, me and Robert. We were able to stay grounded. And then Austin and Abe came home, and Willie was like hanging out my fucking closet window, still waiting for. Well, he was staring at my fo- at the ground. Apparently, he was talking about these grand chasms that were in in my front yard because there was like cracks that were like just all the things he noticed because he's yeah, high, you know I mean? higher so, than yeah. he'd ever been in his life. Yeah. And then <laughs> we we hear him start talking to someone. We're like, what the fuck? Me and Robert go check out. And it's, it's Austin and Abe home from the Blair Witch. And they go, right. what's up, guys? And we're like, oh, we're just up here doing our thing, you know? And they're like, right. oh, okay, okay. We just saw the Blair Witch. And, and I was like, see, Willie, told you he's not dead. <laughs> you know, and Willie's like, well, he, yeah, he could have been. And uh, yeah, and then still. Willie was scared of the Blair Witch the whole night, and I was like, "You didn't even see this movie, brother. I don't know what it was, but it's got. I know that bitch is gonna get me. <laughs> it's got witches in it. He's such. A, he was such a fucking scaredy puss. Jeez. So I remember so, when, that, when that movie came out. I remember like everybody freaked out about it. I mean, it was kind of cool for me. Like I wasn't high when I saw it. You know what I mean? But like there were people who straight up believed it was real. Well, I mean, that's I guess what they it, said at first. Yeah, they did. They and totally, that was the first time that they had ever done. And that then the actors came out and started getting, doing like talk show fucking programs and commercials. Like, and oh, shit, this yeah. is, yeah, this yeah. is actually, nope, we're, I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. I didn't die in a corner of some abandoned building. I forgot what the movies. budget was, but I, I know it was real low. 30,000. And it made it's like 30,000. Fuck ton of money. So the dude who did it was brilliant. Fucking, oh, that was such a good, yeah. and it was because of that marketing. It was saying, the scariest shit that's ever happened. The yeah. scariest thing ever caught on tape. Yeah. You're, you're going to way scarier than the exorcist. This is, re- you know, it was like they typed it up like it was real. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first few times I saw the commercial, I was like, this is fucking crazy. I know, man. Yeah. And nowadays people would be like fake. Yeah. Yep. It's fake. Dude. Guess what? It's fake. Yep. I know somebody that was on the film. Yep. I know the dude that edited that. That shit's fake. It's it would fake, be on yeah. social media before that. And it'd be burned. You'd go like, yeah, you, know, yeah, you okay, couldn't you, do it today. Yeah. You're right. You can't go. Cause yeah, you exactly, couldn't Google yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't go. Yeah. Okay. What's up with the Blair Witch project or who did that? Yeah. You know, it's like everything is instant access right now. Yeah. That's why Seinfeld isn't nearly as funny to people who didn't grow up in the nineties. Yeah. You don't understand. It's a social context. You have to fucking have lived yeah. in a time era when people didn't have goddamn the internet, cell phones, video cameras, and all that shit going on right then. I like to think of like if there were new episodes of Seinfeld, like how they'd be. You know what I mean? Like since like Larry Day, it's like Curb. Oh man, I love Curb enthusiasm so much. So yeah. but like I picture like so it's today, right? So everybody's got iPhones and everything. So George George goes into uh, his his friend's house, right? But his girlfriend's Wi-Fi picks up the picks up the, his Wi-Fi automatically. So she's been there before. Oh, you know what I mean? It's okay. Shit like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see George being like, what do you think this means, Jerry? Yeah. You think she yeah. was staying over here? What do you think? Is yeah. she friend? How could she be even friend? How do you, what, who, who's just friends anymore? Yeah. People are so, had, it must be a Tinder friend or, you know, just yeah. go off on some shit. Like I, just, I love to think of like how they could modernize it. You know what I mean? That's why I love yeah. uh, Seinfeld and George, you know, Costanza so much. Um, he's just that, that character is so neurotic. Yeah. He's so <clears throat> in his own head. That guy has no self-esteem. No confidence, sees himself as a loser, right? The loser, the loser, yeah. the loser, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was like he was that battle with Jerry of who's who's the biggest um, idiot and shit. When he like, oh yeah, and he I ends am up, yeah, he king. proves that he does by losing out on a yeah. lifetime of guilt free sex, yeah, tickets to every event in Madison Square Garden king of for the idiots, king of the idiots, yeah. yeah that I mean, and Julia Louis Dreyfus in that shit is the best because. She ties them together. Yeah. That I mean, as a it woman, like a perfect. I love. The, oh my god, I have the biggest crush on. And she looks better. She she's looks amazing. She's a gilf. God, she looks good. She is. I would imp- if 
I wish I was young enough right. back then right. or old enough, I guess, back then to have met her and impregnated her. <laughs> her she has a tall husband. He's a very tall, right. like, I mean, we were similarly built. Right. So I feel like maybe if the cards had been dealt right, <laughs> but, you know, she's a billionaire. She has like know, three, she's three one or four of billion she's dollars. Very, very wealthy. Very wealthy. And not even, I mean, Seinfeld definitely, but she was actually wealthy. Oh, she smoked Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld doesn't yeah. have, she could buy yeah. Porsche. Yeah. You know, like the yeah, company. A lot of people don't, lot of people don't just realize that. Car. You're actually one of the first people I've, uh, know they actually knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to study the shit out of finances. I was fascinated with it. But. Yeah. I know a lot about finance. It's weird because the yeah. less you get educated about it in college, the more you actually right, know. Right. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> so it's one of those things. You can be overeducated about yeah. things. I remember it was funny. It was like when I was, uh, you know, 20 years old and I was, I, w- I would read like fortune and Forbes and all my, my buddies were like, what? Well, you know what I mean? But I just, I wanted to know the way things worked. And, I wanted to know, you know, the, who was, who was moving, you know, I knew about Bill Gates way before, you know, everybody knows about Bill Gates now, but right. you know what I mean? I, I, well, you know, I go deep into the shit. I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. Bill Gates has got this amount he's right. worth projected at this amount of money right. and then all the other stocks and everything. Mm-hmm. What about the Rothschilds? Yeah, exactly. What about the people that are printing money? Yeah. The real what money a, that's not just in the, that they're not in fortune magazine. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah the, the richest people in the world yeah. own countries. Yeah. They own, they own mountains and rivers yeah. and people <clears throat> and you know governments yeah. and corporations yeah. and other things. So yeah, it's beyond, you know, I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue into something we can get in in the next podcast. Yeah, I'd love anybody that's... Let's start talking about well, some of that real sweet. money. You yeah, know I mean? the real money. Yeah, I actually tattoo a Rothschild, a real Rothschild. We might actually get shut the fuck down and know, shot right, the right, fuck up. Right, maybe I shouldn't mention that I tattoo a real <laughs> Yeah, it's like, why can't we get this thing to upload onto right. iTunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just never going to upload. <laughs> We're fighting that fucking Rothschild, that... Uh, the um, Hearst mechanism, yeah. you know, that media group, you can't, re- you really got to be careful about yeah. who, who you're, you're treading on, yeah. but we're so small that it's like, yeah, I think, I think we'll get into it though. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little cheesy here. I just want to take a quick second to say, Sean, I really enjoy doing this with you, man. Thanks brother. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you taking this chance with me. And uh, even if it's just a few people listening, man, but I think there's more people seem to be well, like, on you know YouTube. it's weird how when people, and I'm wearing sunglasses. It's not because I'm trying to look GQ. This isn't my motherfucking Fabian look or whatever. This is, <laughs> I, um, it's a lot about allergies. We live in the Willamette Valley. I think we get, don't, I've heard it's like the worst allergy, right? It's, it's the dude, worst it's like calling The count. Indians called it like the Valley of Sickness. Valley of Sickness, exactly. That's what Willamette yeah. translates into. And it's because of the pollen count. We're yeah. the grass seed capital yeah. of the world. I wish we were the hemp seed capital of the right. world and the hemp because we could we have such an amazing fertile valley to grow this renewable source, but we're not. Instead we have grass pollen and tree pollen that blows my face up. Yeah. Like my eyes uh I went on a walk with my dogs and my left eye just got Boom fucking lit up red. It looked like somebody put out a fucking you know, a cigarette on my eye almost. It was so red. And I was like, Jesus Christ, cool. We're going to film this podcast today. I know of all day. Guess right? who's wearing yeah. Lokes today. <clears throat> so uh, I've had clients, you know, fly out and they're just like, they can't even handle can't it. Breathe. Like luckily my studio is kind of locked away and hidden with the windows and stuff. I've been lucky. I've been here, I think six or seven years now and it hasn't hit me, which is crazy. Cause when I was young, I was terrible with allergies, Whoa. but they say one day, one just one season it you're can, gonna fucking get exactly it. dude yeah so and i was born here so yeah. my shit i and i was born june 1st which is like the height of yeah. the pollen so yeah, i got it right worst. right when i was yeah. out the pussy Pop! boom you know <laughs> welcome to the world bitch. i know yeah try looking try sneezing try breathing not gonna you know and that's yeah. ex- and i was <sighs> shoot, shoot, oh you know all fucked up and nice. uh so that's why and the fact that i'm smoking weed too just um 
My eyes are fucking feeling burnt today. Oh, man. Get home, get some Visine in those. And with that, again, I just want to kind of thank you guys. It's 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 been pretty awesome to do this. I'm going to try to do once a week. My schedule's crazy, but I'm going to really try to push for probably Mondays generally, maybe uploading on Tuesday because of editing. But, uh, you know, yeah, really, really thank you guys for listening. Please spread the word. And with that, this is Joshua Carlton for Sean McCoy saying, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And we'll see you next time.